on this episode of the Buzzkill Podcast. That's, oh, this that's, du- oh, that is what's happening. For sure, this dude's getting a handy. <laughs> and he's not getting it from this girl or from this girl. So this guy right here in this very handsome jacket, he's reaching down. Oh, is there a guy in a turtleneck, too? There's a guy in a turtleneck, yeah. Fuck yes. That guy, oh, God, that guy's got <laughs> such a huge dick. You know it. Only guys with uh, huge dicks wear turtlenecks. Listening to the Buzzkill Podcast. I am the devil, and I am here to do the devil's work. It is episode 301. Welcome back to the Buzzkill Podcast, where today we find out why Gordon Ramsay is always so pissed off at his restaurants. Gordo. In Time is Money. Money is time. Yeah. Like the like time. It's it doesn't really work well if you can't see it. No. <laughs> like time. Like parsley, sage, rosemary, and thyme. That was beautiful. Thank you. What's going on, guys? I'm Mike. <laughs> I'm Jim. And uh, we're uh, we're getting foodie on your asses tonight. Yeah, dude. Yeah. If there's anything I love, if there's one kind of person in the world that I love, it's a foodie. Not right. <laughs> right. <laughs> Just those. I mean, we have we have some friends that are foodies, and they're our favorite people in the world. Do we? Oh, yeah. God. Well, yeah. Very sensitive palates. They're not foodies. They're <laughs> they're send food backies. That's what they are. Is there a difference? <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, well, see, I consider myself a foodie. Sure. I fu- I eat food. No, dude. no, no. You're you're a fatty. You're a fatty, not a foodie. No, there's a difference. There's a difference because I I appreciate it. I don't just inhale it. But I appreciate everything. I think that there's, I think, I think every dish that I am served has some redeeming quality. I can have the same appreciation for a fried bologna sandwich that I do, like a beautifully san- uh, uh, pan-seared sea bass with with a froth of like creamed duck <laughs> hearts or something. I don't know what the, what the fuck they make. Don't say <laughs> froth of creamed ever again, please. <laughs> um, that's uh, I've never had a fried bologna sandwich. What? Is it, just like a, is it just like a grilled cheese sandwich with bologna in it? No, grilled cheese. Where are you getting cheese from? I don't know, dude. What There's the no hell? Cheese a... on it? There's no cheese on a fried bologna. No, so you just tell me, literally tell fry me. I've never... bologna. You fry bologna, you sandwich it between some fucking crunch bread. Crunch bread? Oh, just just the fuck is toast. crunch bread? Toast. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I don't know what all these like what are these nautical terms these from are St. Clair Shores? They're foodie terms, James. Oh my god, crunch bread. <laughs> That's what I'm calling it. Uh, but no, you just that's it. There's nothing else to it. You can put some. It's mayo ju- wait, on it, I it's suppose, just but... fried bologna between two pieces of bread. So I always did it. There's no cheese. There's no condiments. There's it doesn't nothing. have to be. Right you can on. put pickles on it if you wanted to. Right because on. bologna and pickles is. Oh well, yeah. It that it that was, that's poor kid snack one hundred one, so but it's dude. my favorite. I uh, I I'm pretty sure last time you said on this show that bologna and pickles is poor kid food. On that episode, I said, oh, just today I was eating American cheese and salami wrapped around pickles, and I ate that exact same thing today. That's so strange. That's still today. weird to me. Well, you had me try it. It's still so weird to me. It's good, dude. I can't do it. And then if you want to if you want to go a different route every once in a while, you can do bologna and Amer- or, uh, salami and American cheese with some pepperoncini in the middle. It's wait, like an Italian sandwich, dude. Wait, wait, dude. salami and American cheese with pepperoncini? That's great. Yeah. Yeah, nothing wrong with that. 
absolutely nothing wrong with that. So you've never gotten an Italian sandwich with pickles on it? I, I, I actually do. It's my Subway sub. Yeah. So. I get what you're saying. Boom. But there's, but there's <laughs> boom goes the pickle. Um, no, but there's more. We're on pickles again. <laughs> <Dude>. <laughs> what is wrong with us? Um, yeah, no, I, uh, I, I don't know. Just by itself, though, is just weird to me. Like, it needs all the other accoutrements. Yeah, you know what it needs? A little mustard. No. <laughs> a, little, a little line of mustard right down you know, there. You know what you never right saw the in the foodie movie tonight? <laughs> mustard. Oh, yeah. You never saw it because true foodies know that mustard is the devil's food. No, that's not true. Yeah. You know that that's not true. I do I've know. seen I've seen Gordon Ramsay use mustard before. I've seen Gordon Ramsay make a grilled cheese sandwich that looked like the worst thing in the entire world, too. Really? The man does not know how to cook simple food. He doesn't. See, you think that his you think that his scrambled eggs are bad too. I think his scrambled eggs are disgusting. Um, absolutely fucking. In disgusting. the clip that you watched, where he puts the creme fraiche in there and everything, they looks like runny. They're oatmeal. undercooked. But the thing about making making uh, scrambled eggs his way is they seem a little runny when you take them off the pan, but then you plate them, and as they start to cool, it it like. This is a this is kind of a gross word to use when you're talking about delicious food, but it congeals. <laughs> no, that's gross. I, 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 a scrambled egg should not be congealed. Scrambled eggs are supposed to be light and fluffy and, and creamy. Creamy, creamy on the palate, not creamy in texture. There's a difference. There's not. A difference. Yes, there is, Dude. James. Did you learn nothing from this movie? <laughs> um, yeah, you probably didn't. No. Um, no. Yeah, but, I, le- uh, I learned a lot, just not about food. Well, outside um, of food, what have you had going on this week? Well, nothing, just food. Oh, that's fun. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Going to the Henry Ford, finally, oh, on, yeah? on Sunday. I feel so like you cool. told me you were supposed to go like five times. Uh, well, last time we, we were supposed to go, uh, everybody got flu, I think, Okay, that's something, fun. or COVID, or I can't even keep track of what kind of sicknesses we get anymore. So we are going on Sunday, even though it's free on Monday. Why is it free on Monday? Martin Luther King Day. Oh, so they're God. like, so I think they're having this weekend. They have a uh, Martin Luther King Jr. Um, exhibit. Yeah. So they're inviting people in to come and learn, and and they're letting you in for free. But well, we're fun. we're like, um, that's gonna be a lot of people. Yeah. <laughs> so pay pay for your. Uh... We just decided to pay and go on Sunday. Yeah, because most people aren't gonna go on Sunday now because it's free the next day. Right. And I just I like yeah I don't personally like crowds and you know with my with my son like he he gets a little he gets a little uh, overwhelmed in crowds and stuff sure, like that sure. so I get it yeah so that's that's I think that's all I got going on this weekend nice honestly okay it's gonna be a lazy weekend trying to get some cleaning done around the house oh, you know a lazy weekend I don't know what that's like anymore well oh what do you have to do wedding dr- wedding I, shit I gotta drive another two and a half hours across state to go look at another fucking venue which don't get me wrong i'm happy to go do venue shopping but like all the good places that we like are so far away it's absurd you guys got to be all muy fui and i know and have to get the tip tip top of the fucking we don't it doesn't have to be that we just don't want to be we just don't want like a big stuffy banquet room you know which is everything around us mm-hmm. that's all like mm-hmm. we just want something a bit more our speed yeah that's all sure um but anyway yeah just doing that kind of thing uh i finally am doing my last christmas tomorrow so i can finally be done with it oh yeah <laughs> still got one more to go wouldn't you have six total yeah that's yeah. ridiculous After Nobody... all the different people that we could see at different times yeah that's six ridiculous. um started reading it again 
mm. as you can as you can see. This is the my third reading copy of this book. I have a home book, I have a workbook, and I have the on the go book. And for I got a, and I got a walking around book. <laughs> I do. So if you if you're at home and you're reading your home book, do you and you get to a stopping point? Do you go to your other two copies and and switch your bookmark to that the next spot. time i pick them up like i know where i left off like right i just finished the first beverly marsh story okay right so I, I so i know when i pick up the one at home just to fast forward and sure pick back up so yeah that's all right on but uh but yeah other than that though not uh not a whole lot cool man yeah we live uh we live simple lives of simple men <laughs> are we exciting no but are we awesome no but are we are we handsome no also no no yeah we're, we're just <laughs> We got all the strikes. I may not be handsome, but at least I'm dumb. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So anyway, speaking of dumb things, why don't we get into some corrections from last week? Yeah, okay. Stupid! You're so stupid! Uh, James, I will let you start with the corrections. I've got a lot of corrections. Oh, because Well, I got picky this week. Okay, how about we do this then? We'll volley back and forth. Let's do it. Do it. You start. Well, first of all, what I don't want to correct which I already mentioned earlier, is the fact that we did, in fact, talk about pickles for six and a half minutes on last episode. And I won't apologize for that. Because it was a stimulating conversation. It was was (laughs) super rigid and uh, just... (laughs) It was a Vlasic. That's that's for sure. It was Vlasic. Vlasic pickles are gross. Quite briny. When you... I wouldn't say they're... (laughs) doing it again. I wouldn't say they're gross. I wouldn't say they're gross, But once you become a Clausen man, there's just no going back. Like a Vlasic just doesn't cut it. Uh, no, I can still eat a Vlasic and be just, I, I can be very happy. You're right, like Clausen, obviously. No. You know, my, you know my sister, but I, I was talking about pickles with my sister and my brother-in-law. It must be that time of year. At uh, at the meat pie party. Oh, I went to our damn meat pie party this past oh, weekend, too, which I didn't talk about, which is um, too much to explain. If you make meat pies. It's a meat That's pie it. party. You make um, a meat pie, your dad makes a cream pie, lots of- <laughs> and you're all good. That's it. I was actually conceived at a meat pie party <laughs> because of Big Jim making his cream pies. Um, oh, it's that injector. And my sister and my brother-in-law said McClure's pickles are the best. No, they're not. And McClure's like I want them to be the best, but they're not. I, what I do know is McClure's uh, um, Bloody Mary mix is dog water. It fucking sucks. It sucks. Their spicy pickles in a Bloody Mary are good. I'll, I'll give them that. Now but they, that's it. But they say, because I said, ah, I'm, I don't know about the McClure's pickles. I don't think they're that good. Because I've had the Spears, yeah. and they said, but you have to get the the whole pickles. No, no, no. They're no, mushy. they said. They're mushy. They said you have to get. I've had them straight from McClure's. They have the mushy center that I can't stand. Now, how do, how does a how does a full pickle end up with a mushy center and a spear doesn't? It has to do with the brining process. Like certain things or certain there's, I because I've I've looked into making pickles before. There's like a certain chemical compound that you put in the brine mm-hmm. that actually can stiffen the pickle up. It's like hymns for cucumbers. <laughs> <laughs> we'll take a, we'll take a sponsorship anytime. Hymns isn't no shit, dude. Isn't hymns the hair keeping stuff? Oh, that's keeps. We've talked about this on the fucking show. No, there is a hair, but there's a. I think it's hymns. Like if you're a bald dude, just go bald. Don't put that shit on your head because it'll make you lose your boner. <laughs> It will. Oh, there's, yeah, a, yeah. there's a chemical in it that's pretty well known for making you flaccid. Yeah. So uh, anyway, like we just wife. we just talked about <laughs> <laughs> we just talked about pickles for another three minutes, and I don't care. Go fuck yourself. 
Uh, a bear market. What's a bear market? It's when the stock prices on major market indexes like the S&P 500 don't care and Dow Jones don't care fall by at least 20% from a recent high, which is often caused by a slowing economy and rising unemployment rates. That's sexual. Yeah. By contrast, obviously, a bull market is when those indexes rise at least 20% from a recent low and is an indication of a strong economy and low unemployment rates. Fun. Go ahead. You got right. one? Um, yeah, mine's not near as intellectual as yours, though. Well, uh, we <clears> did <throat> get zombie dust for the zombie apocalypse episode, but then we went out and we grabbed pineapple party punch. Oh, from, nice. Okay. From, a, from a birthday. So, yeah. Oh, we, yeah, yeah. so we did not ever technically accidentally repeat a beer. Good. At least That's not good to know. Yeah. Cool. Yep. Um, let's see. Some studies we were talking about when people give up on their New Year's resolutions. Yes. Some studies say that 80% of people, up to 80% of people give up their New Year's resolutions by the second week of February. And there's been other studies that show that it occurs much earlier by January 12th. Well, okay. So it's not the same as the 12th. <laughs> regardless of whether it's January 12th or by the second week of February, it shows that Americans are, you know not able to commit to anything yeah no we suck which is again going back to last week's statistics why we have a horribly high divorce rate yes because you motherfuckers can't commit nope not like me and mike we're honest men dude right anyway go ahead (laughs) (laughs) the uh the all day hazy ipa uh hazy ipa uh that uh founder the one that we couldn't think of last year i'm like oh there's another ip there's another all day uh all day ipa that's really good Yeah, yeah yeah it's the all day haze ipa Okay. That's what it's called. They also make one called uh, All Day Chill, with his, which is a cold IPA. A cold IPA? Yeah. I've had, Aren't I've had all a, IPAs cold? I've had a cold IPA from um, Upper Peninsula Brewing, which is delicious. If you've never had any of the Upper Peninsula beers. I have, yeah. They're bomb. They're yeah. so good. Uh, they have a cold IPA. What's a cold IPA, though? It's just a, I think it's a filtration. I think it's a cold filtration. They oh, put it's through cold or filtered. Nice, I, like I fucking Coors. Yeah, it's it's, right? it's fish bladders on ice. That's, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. All right. Uh, who was it that proved that tomatoes aren't poisonous? Colonel Robert Gibbon Johnson. The Gibbs. Who The Gibbs. Gibby. Who, <laughs> Gibby Johns. Uh, who ate a tomato in public to prove that they weren't poisonous. There's also, according to a to the Lynchburg legend, Thomas Jefferson wanted to prove that tomatoes tomatoes weren't poisonous. And that's why he took that bite. One day in Lynchburg, and by virtue of not dying, introduced the tomato to America. Wow. Now, I, if you'll indulge me, I do have one more oh, fact about tomatoes, and I think that this is important for you because you're a cat owner. The tomato, as a member of the nightshade family, yep. did you know that it was I, a nightshade? That I did, yes. Contains a bitter, poisonous alkaloid called solanine. Solanine is, to- is toxic to humans. Yeah. But it requires a concentrated amount to induce sickness. But for a cat, on the other side, traces of solanine, like those found in just 100 grams of cherry tomatoes, can be fatal. So keep so, those cherry tomatoes away from your cats. All right. I'll, I'll do that. Yep. It's going to uh, be hard, though, because of cherry tomatoes about the same size as one of my balls. <laughs> and, they, and they love going after those. So that's going to be difficult. Why are dad's balls sitting on the <laughs> counter? I don't know. Let's eat them. <laughs> uh, on the tenth day of Christmas, you get ten lords a leaping. Lords a leaping, baby. That's it. I yep. don't know what that means, but <laughs> you get it. Uh, also, uh, Shawnee Smith technically did die in Saw Four. You're stealing all oh, of mine, dog. Saw I'm three. Sorry. No, Saw Four. No, Saw three. No, it was a one and a f- and a V. That's four. 
but that's not that's when the she one, died. That's the one. She. That's where they find her body, though, in Saw 4. Okay, but she dies at the end of 3 because An- Angus McFadden is going through all the Saw traps. And when he comes into the room and he sees John on the on the bed and he looks over at his wife and he sees her with the thing strapped around her neck that's got all the shotgun shells. And then he sees Shawnee Smith, a.k.a. Amanda, standing mm-hmm. there. He shoots her in the neck and, she, and he gets her fucking uh, okay. carotid okay. and okay. she bleeds Fair out but in you... front of jigsaw and he pulls out the tape and he plays the tape and tells her that it was actually a game for her come on dude sorry it's been a while Jeez. it's been a while since i've seen so <laughs> seen that dumb bitch die it's, it's been, been a while, while. man i'm really I feeling those lighters y'all we... <laughs> what <laughs> i'm really feeling those lighters y'all that's the live version with, i know with i know fucking fred fred durst um just uh, the durst. Yep. Um, oh, and then last one that I've got here. So it turns out that the ver- the version of Skinnamarink that everybody was watching mm-hmm. is a pirated copy. Really? Yes. Oh well, fuck that. Um, I don't know. If, I don't week, know if think, people though. are aware of that or not. So the the director Kyle Edward Ball said that he's excited to see that people are getting excited about it, and he's. Uh, bummed out that it leaked and that people are watching a pirated version so he asks that people wait and you know obviously there's going to be some people who sure. won't because they're assholes but he's asking people to wait and see it when it comes out because yeah. there is it's uh, coming out like i said this week i think yeah. either today or tomorrow yeah i so. mean like just fucking wait and yeah. see it legally you dumbasses. skin a rinky dinky dink skin a rinky don't pirate it yeah dick <laughs> uh one more correction on the fly for this week already okay Happy Friday the 13th. We haven't said it. Yeah, man. Happy Friday the 13th. We don't often get to record on Friday the 13th. Yeah, it really doesn't happen. You know? Uh, maybe maybe like four times in the last seven Ever. years. Yeah. 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 Hey, dude. Hey. Cheers to you, bud. Cheers. Happy. Cheers, cheers. Happy, I would, happy. I would refill this beer glass, uh, but we're about to move on to filling it with stuff. Mm. Therefore. Therefore. Let's, let's do it. Given the given the conversation of of last week and just given conversation that we've had recently, I think that you're going to enjoy the first beer. Okay. So I need to set this up for you though. You can't look at it yet. All right. Uh, because uh, we'll tell everybody what we what we watched. First. So this week we watched uh, the menu. A lot of buzz about it. Why'd you just hmm? that? Okay, never mind. Um, <laughs> uh, we watched the menu, which was on HBO Max. It was. Yep. Um, and it's a it's a movie about a restaurant and uh-huh. food uh-huh. and uh, the people involved in the food industry uh-huh. from all different facets of the food industry. Correct. And uh, this week also marks the first week of the slayoffs. Whoop, whoop. What? <laughs> <laughs> My voice weirdly popped. <laughs> whoop, whoop. Um, yeah, no uh, slayoffs. So we, I feel like we've done this different in all the years that we've done it, but it dawns on us, right? That if you're going to do the slayoffs for the year previous, you wait until that year is done, and then you recap, and then you figure out who was the best of the year, right? Yeah. 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 So they're technically the 2022 slayoffs? 2022s. That's it. Okay. Anything that we did on the show in the last year, in 2022. Right. They are they are all candidates for the slayoffs. That makes sense. So we got 24 new combatants, some returning, some new. We'll see. And uh, we're going to lay that all out for, uh, for everybody... Uh, after we talk about the the kids menu, yeah, dude, yeah. So Mike has a little surprise. I do. Uh, I set up a uh, three course meal for us. Okay. 
All three beers are food related. Okay. And uh, I've prepared this menu, James. We're yeah. we're starting our first course. We're starting with the first thing that you should eat every morning. I wake up and Breakfast. have one every morning. It's a bagel. It's not a bagel. Okay. It's a dick. Please. Oh, please. <laughs> I, don't, I don't remember which one the you bag. said was first. The paper bag. The paper bag yes. is the first yes. one? Yes. Please unwrap course number one. Okay. Bon appetit. <laughs> is it a pickle? <laughs> oh, yes, dude. <laughs> Dill pickle sour beer. You should always start the morning with a dill pickle. Wow. Do you actually start every morning with no, a dill pickle? No, but I might pickle? start. That's not, a bad, that's not a bad start to a day. A little salty jump to your day. A little, mm-hmm. put a little pep in your step. Yeah. A little, little pickle in the wiggle. Get a little... Get a little... Uh, get, those, get those arteries really working first thing in the morning, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, my God. Oh, it, smell, gotta... it smells like a fucking jar of pickles. So dude. this is from Destil... Destil? Destil. Destil Brewery in Illinois, in normal Illinois... Far from it. <laughs> Dill pickle sour beer made with sucker punch pickle brine. The tart citrusy flavors of a distilled goes ale combined with the unmistakable zesty garlicky flavor of sucker punch dill pickle to create a uniquely delicious knockout flavor experience. Cheers. Dude, the smell. First off. 5.2%. It's green. Like there's a green tint to it. it looks like beer to me. Uh, and secondly, it smells like a jar of pickles. <laughs> <Dude>. <laughs> Oh, it smells so good. Yeah, yeah. Um, I I hope that this is good. I actually have a, a jar of Sucker Punch pickles at the house right now. Oh, dude, this I can't believe how much that smells like pickles. Yeah. Cheers. Cheers, bud. Bon appetit. Let me know how my pickle tastes. Ooh, that tastes like you're drinking straight pickle juice, oh, and I God. love it. Oh my gosh, dude. So garlicky. <sighs> wow. That, that is a that literally wow, that's strong. That is a strange beer experience. Is, I don't know if it's good or bad. I like it because I'm like it's it's not, See, it's you not like really pick, like but you like picklebacks. I don't like picklebacks. Oh, I love a good like, pickle. I bag. love pickle juice. Like I will suck the juice off a pickle, right? <laughs> but like to just take a straight shot of it, mm. it's a bit much. This is um this is like... I mean, if you like pickle, I can't say that it's bad, because it's a, if you like pickles... It's like very savory, you know? Yeah. That's like, what I was going for, but... And it's weird, because smell it now that it's like breathing a little bit. It's almost got like a burnt smell to it. <sighs> Doesn't it? Like a, yeah. Almost like burnt rubber. <laughs> oh, wow. I, I feel like if you downed that beer, you'd be sick, though. Like, you'd... It, I feel like it would upset... <sighs> it's, it's really sour, too. Bro, that's like... It's literally like drinking straight out of a pickle jar. Yeah. That's wild. <laughs> that is wild. Every morning. I've never Start had any. With this. Wow. Yeah, it's it's bizarre. Like it's not like I thought I thought it was gonna be like, oh, a hint of pickle. No, it's <laughs> it's full on pickle. You know what would be good? We, they didn't give us just the tip. Do you know what would be good? <laughs> you hate micheladas. But I bet you if you poured that into some tomato juice, mm. it would be delicious. I would be willing to try it. I, I would mean, be I would be willing to try it. I mean, I got some upstairs. <laughs> Why? Huh? Why? Well, I have zing zang. Oh, okay. Ding dang zing zang. Ding dang zing zang. Okay. So the other mm. ones we will, once we're done with these, 
we would move on to course two and three. That's intense, so dude. We got we got a three for the tonight. Wow. All right. Well, <clears throat> that's what we're. Uh, that's the first course. Yep. That we're drinking, and that's what we're talking about. So now it's time to get into trailer trashed, baby. I feel like we just did an entire episode of these. I kind of feel that way too. Right? Strange. Let's do some more. All right. All right. Uh, we got a lot of tra- a lot of movies had trailers released in the yeah. last week. Uh, so I'm going to pick two of them for us to uh, to look over here. Very well. Uh, what do you want first, James? Do you want like like kind of super fucked up and scary, or do you want super sexy slasher butts and boobs? <laughs> let's let's get scary. All right. And then let's get sexy. All right, so uh, the first trailer that we are watching is for a movie that is coming out February 19th. It is called The Outwaters. Okay. I knew nothing about this movie going into it. I did a little research on it, though. It's found footage. It looks super scary. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know. We'll just watch it, and we'll discuss afterwards. Yeah, man. Um, But, uh, yeah, this is the trailer for... Got to get this. Come on. Come on. There we go. Nope, nope, yep, there it is. That's right. not it. That's it. So this that is... That is terrifying, but... <laughs> this is the trailer for Outwaters. Please call me. I'm so worried about you and your brother. I, I haven't heard from you guys. Ma'am? Can you hear me? Huh. So it's like if, uh, it's like if Blair Witch and Lake Mungo went to Joshua Tree and fucked. Yeah, kind of. (laughs) (laughs) It's like the best way I could describe it. That looks interesting. I think it looks fucking boss yeah dude. it looks like, scary I, like I, I think like um yes i just used boss in a non-ironic choice, term dude. um no i i think it looks great we i i feel like we haven't seen like a truly great found footage movie in a long time it's been a while yeah and it's been a while um i i just like <laughs> i don't know that looks so good like it looks so the the trailer if you haven't seen it go watch it but if you haven't seen it like the trailer is all this beautiful scenery with these kids hiking through the the desert or whatever, and it looks really pretty. Yet everything that you're reading on the screen are reviews from different sites that have, that have yeah. seen, seen it already, and it's all who, these like who definitely weren't paid to say what they said. But they're but they're all <laughs> just like like absolutely guttural and hits hard and it's gut wrenching. The most visceral thing. Like it's all these like this really made me shit my pants. <laughs> Like it really though, it really like is a juxtaposition between the tone that they're setting visually and the tone they're setting for what you're reading. Yeah. And then it just cuts to pure mayhem of like a bunch of flashes and then the title. Like they're I don't they know, it cut awesome. to some really um like some really like disgusting looking like fetus monster. Yeah, goopy fucking flesh and blood and all sorts just, of stuff it's just like a found can't... footage movie of a live birthing. That's all it is. <laughs> oh my god! Uh, yeah, you can't really tell what's going on, but then it, it, at the very end, it says everyone dies in the dark. 
So I, I'm into it. I think it looks uh, great. Like being, it's 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 weird. The idea because one of the things said uh, one of the most. What did it say? One of the most isolating. Oh it well, yeah, it was isol. It was um. Oh fuck! Not isolating. Um, I know, cla- I, like claustrophobic, something like that. It, yeah. No, so, no, isolating was the word. Was it isolating? Yeah. And the idea of feeling, I like. I, well, I guess maybe I, feel like I get. The- I guess maybe the idea of feeling isolated in a desert does make sense. I, I sure. think I was thinking more like claustrophobic. Well, they're saying that the experience is that, though. Like, if right. you're sitting there watching it in a dark room, you feel like the walls are caving sure. in on you. Right. Yeah. Which I, I think is a cool, that's a cool feeling. That's the type of thing I look for in a horror movie. Like, um, like The Thing. That's why I love The Thing yeah. so much, you know. Absolutely. Because it's, you're stuck in this, you're stuck in this situation. Even though you could take off, I mean, it, obviously in The Thing you would die pretty quickly because it's in sub sub zero temperatures but you could technically run off in any direction you wanted to sure but it's still isolating because even if you take off running there's nowhere to go it's isolating the way the ocean is right there's nowhere to go yeah you can go anywhere right but (laughs) (laughs) But the the anywhere but down blackness (laughs) of the ocean is like a wall coming at you right it's it's crazy all right so that looks great now the next movie we're doing is uh Kill her goats or killer goats? Killer goats. Yeah. Kill her goats. This is the new Kane Hodder slasher. Okay. Which um I just watch it. Yep. I don't know. Just watch it. This is the trailer for Killer Goats. It's weird because it's it's weird because uh, it looks like it looks like um you know the scene in scary movie where Carmen Electra's running through the yeah. uh running through the sprinklers and her she's in slow mo and her yeah. shirt's just getting more like that's the like entire make, movie. Making fun of slasher movie. This is how you described it. It's literally <laughs> just it's four blonde girls with big boobs in their underwear. All blonde in fairness. Well, whatever. In their underwear <laughs> for the entire movie. The entire movie. Occasionally being killed by a Kane, sweet looking Kane Hodder. Kane Hodder in a goat man costume with, with a, a with a double chainsaw. Dude, that double chainsaw looks amazing. Yeah. Like I said, he actually looks cool. I think his 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 Oh yeah. His, the killer looks like like I don't want to say serious slasher, but he looks like he could have been like an 80s slasher movie. Sure. But then the rest of the movie is just looks like it's incredibly tongue in cheek. And like so you have these two like two things playing against each other. Such bad acting too. It's awful. That's got to be intentional, I think. Like even when she screams, her face is just like ah, <laughs> like just completely still. Like she's got Botox in her yep, face. Yep. And it's a bunch of like bunch of like rich kids, so you don't care if they die. No, not so. at all. <laughs> That's cool. I. I I think it looks enjoyable. Well, of course. Mostly because of the butts and boobs, but oh, you know. Yeah, well, yeah, you know. yeah. Mostly, <laughs> come on. <laughs> yeah, mostly. Anyway, though, uh, that's uh, those are the new trailers that we didn't t- talk about last week. And I'm trashed. Oh, uh, I'm just sucking down I, this pickle beer, dude. I cannot, I'm almost done with this. I cannot drink this fast, mm-hmm. like at all. Oh, oh, there is something. <laughs> 
there's something about the taste. Listen, <sighs> I remember this about the Sucker Punch pickles. There, <laughs> you okay there? That was a big drink. Yeah. There's an aftertaste to their brine that is a little bit off-putting. It's very, it's, and it's, so, I, it's so much garlic. It, it's, I don't think it's garlic though. Maybe it is. And there's I don't like know. A, it's like a sweetness too, or something. Yes, yes, it's the sweetness. Yes, oh. it's weird. If you're listening, whoa. Um, um. Yeah. <laughs> I might need another glass because I, I don't know that I can finish this. You'll power through there, I bud. Don't know that I can. You'll power through. Um, you'll just have to drink your next course straight out of the can, then, like an animal. Mm. Like an animal. I can't because. Yeah. <laughs> I can't because we have to split a can. I'm telling you, dude, throw some throw some uh, zing zang in there. It'd be delicious. Oh, or just cut it with water. Honestly, God, no, like, just cut it. If you're gonna cut it with anything, put zing zang in it. <laughs> put bacon tomato juice in it. Yeah, well, but we know it's not poisonous it's, now. Yeah, exactly. So there you go. Thank you, Thomas Jefferson and John, uh, Gibby Johns. Um, <laughs> Jimmy, Jimmy Johns. Uh, uh, anyway, all right. Yeah. Well, that's trailer trashed. Uh, Mike's See not ya. Mike's not getting trashed because he can only take tiny, tiny little sips of oh, his beer. Yeah. Uh, let's get into the bleed feed. The bleed feed. <laughs> All right, James, uh, a couple of deaths this week. Um, however, neither of them are actually movie related, mm-hmm. but uh, I, I feel like they should be mentioned. The first sure. one obviously just happened uh, this morning, I think. Uh, Lisa Marie Presley passed away yesterday. Like yesterday, sometime, yeah. And she was at the Golden Globes the, just the other night. Yeah. And something happened, but she had uh, cardiac arrest. I don't actually have her stuff pulled out because I wasn't going to talk too much about her. But yeah. like, from my understanding, it was cardiac arrest. She was only in her what fifties, fifties, early fifties, mm-hmm. something I think like she was that. Fifty-four. Yeah. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know what her history is with like drugs or anything like that. So you know, you always look at people who who have done drugs. And you're like, man, even like a. a short period of doing them can severely damage you i don't know what her history is with them yeah, uh, i feel like i've heard that she did drugs in the past she didn't but. look uh she didn't look great at the golden globe i didn't watch the golden globes but they keep showing a shot of her like yep. on the red carpet and she did look kind of frail and like i don't know her, really yeah just sort of a like maybe she already wasn't feeling great or like maybe she was i i don't want to i don't want to make any assumptions like sure. i i have no idea what she no, had going no, on I in agree, her life I agree. so uh but yeah wanna... that's uh that's awful dude that's that's too young yeah too i young. agree hopefully it had nothing to do with anything that we just talked about right. um no idea uh the other person that passed away this week at the age of 78 rest in peace to uh Ooh. rest in peace to <laughs> the bubble in my throat. <laughs> uh rest in peace to jeff beck yeah, man. Legendary guitar player, probably one of one of the single greatest guitar players of all time. Um, honestly, I didn't know he was alive still. I thought <laughs> I thought he died years ago, um, but uh, he passed away this week at the age of uh, seventy eight uh, after contracting bacterial meningitis. Yeah, that's what not a random way to go. Yeah. Uh, but member of the Yardbirds with uh, what Jimmy Page? Who else was on the Yardbirds? Um, Clapton. Clapton, yeah. Yep. So Clapton, oh, you know, three of the greatest guitar players to ever do it just happened to be in a band together. Yeah, no big deal. Oh, fuck. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, known for being in the Yardbirds, won seven Grammys. Guy was an absolute fucking legend. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but yes, rest in peace, uh, Jeff Beck. All right, moving on. James, what do you want to talk about? Uh, I don't want to talk about anything no. anymore. Oh, okay. Yeah, let's just... 
Let's just not. Okay. Well, uh, see you. Well, do you have stuff? Yeah, James. Okay, well, <laughs> I, got the I guess then let's talk about whatever you want to talk about. All right, fine. Um, okay, so first up here, uh, Never Hike Alone 2, oh. the sequel to Never Hike Alone, uh, yeah. one of the best fan films ever made. I, to call it a fan film almost does it a disservice at this point. Don't call it a fan film. It's supposed to be, <laughs> it was supposed to be four parts, uh, but then the pandemic pushed everything back, so they decided to combine the last three parts and just make one more feature-length movie. Oh, right on. So this is Never Hike Alone 2. Uh, they just released the first five minutes of it online. Uh, it will be coming out October 13th, Friday, of course. Uh, so, But now you get a little uh, a little teaser with five minutes. Uh, it's awesome. It's um, Tom Glockland's back, obviously. He's uh, playing to- Tommy Jarvis. Uh, or Yeah, t- I'm sorry, Tom Matthews, not Tom McLaughlin. I'm thinking Tom McLaughlin, who directed... Oh. Uh, Friday, one it's one of the one of the Fridays. Yeah, but uh, Tom Matthews is back. He was in the end of the Snow One, I believe. Right? Wasn't he in the Snow One? He wasn't in the first movie. That was what was that? Never hike in the snow. Never hike. Yeah, yeah. He was in the end of that one, and he's coming back though for Never Hike Alone Two. He looks great, and quite frankly, everything looks great. Jason popping up out of the water, like they're on the docks at Crystal Lake. It's pretty awesome. Oh, were you watching that earlier? Yeah. Okay. I was wondering what you were watching. Yep. I, so, I heard the name Jason. So yeah, uh, apparently they're still filming it. Their filming is set to resume in the spring of 2023, but they've clearly shot a bunch already. So yeah. like I said, hopefully uh, it won't have to get pushed back or anything like that. But yeah, I'm, I'm stoked about that. If you're into that, uh, that's the thing. Uh, speaking of things that I'm really into, James, Onyx the Fortuitous. You're into Onyx the Fortuitous? Who's not into Onyx the Fortuitous? I don't know. Right? You know what I'm talking about, right? No, I have no idea. How do you not know who I'm talking about? I don't I don't know. Oh, is that... Uh, <laughs> I just looked it up. That's the guy from... Uh, the, the videos where he put himself in the, the newscast. And yeah. Stuff. I don't know. 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 He's been a staple on the internet for quite a oh, while. Actually, last week when I said... <laughs> Like right at the end of the episode, I go, "Notice me, Simpai." Yeah, yeah, that was one of the, like. But I don't know the, who he is. The first time I ever heard somebody <laughs> say that, it was that guy. That's hilarious. Um, but yeah, so he uh, he has a movie coming out. What? Yeah, he's got a movie coming out. It's starring none other than Jeffrey Combs and Barbara Crampton <sighs> oh coming God. back together for the first time since Reanimator. Um, wow. And here is your here's the uh, the plot. Amateur occultist Marcus J. Trilberry, a.k.a. Onyx the Fortuitous, is struggling. He's misunderstood at home and at work, but his dreams for a new life seem to be answered when he lands a coveted invitation to the mansion of his idol, Bartek the Great. I love how all of his names are this, the, something. Yeah. <laughs> um, to, be, to, raise, uh, to raise the spirit of an ancient demon, he excitedly joins Bartek and his fellow eclectic group of devotees as they prepare for the ceremony, but pretty quickly it becomes apparent everything is not as it seems. As Onyx and his new friends fight to keep their souls, he must decide what he's willing, and truly, what he's willing to truly sacrifice in order to meet his destiny. Wow. That sounds amazing. You know what it also sounds like? These are going to be, if he continues to make these movies, mm-hmm. these are the new Ernest movies. <laughs> That's what it feels like to me. Well, you know what I mean? <laughs> Especially because he uses the same line as Jim Barney. Yeah, you know what I mean? I don't know. I don't know. Um, it's almost the same, but yeah. Well, it's, I don't know. I, I think, I don't know. Uh, this sounds amazing, dude, the, uh, and I'm super into it. The cover art is awesome. Yeah. That looks so good. Yeah, dude. Cool, man. Yeah. It's very, it looks very... Um, uh, 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 
oh god the john carpenter movie um what is wrong with me big trouble in little china oh yeah it looks very much like that Mm mm-hmm but yeah, I'm into this though. Yeah, that looks good, dude. Absolutely and I, into this. I think he's funny. Uh, oh, he's actually Andrew Bowser's his real name. He's, he's actually directing, directing it himself yep. too. Wow. Yep. All right. Well, hey man, I'll watch it. <laughs> yeah, if you can get Jeffrey Combs and Barbara Crampton in it, come on. Yeah, dude. Jeffrey Combs is Bartok the Great as well, which is that's, fantastic. That's hilarious. Well, cool. Good on him for like uh, for making this work because I, I know that he's been. He's been grinding away on YouTube for years. I don't know if it's years a grind at this years. point because he's got so many uh, followers and, and views and stuff like that. That's so, still but hard like, work, though. To, you know? to, oh, yeah, of course. To of course. keep a presence like that up and not get soured if Absolutely. people still like, pay attention to you? Yeah. Absolutely. But so to like actually spin it into making a feature-length film, that's cool. So Yep. And one that has Je- Jeffrey Combs and Barbara Crampton. Amazing. All right. Um, you ever thought to yourself, James, man, I'd really like to go to Halloween Horror Nights. Yeah, hell yeah, I'm going to do it this year. Yeah. And then October comes around, you don't go. Yeah. Like for the last forever. Yeah. Well. Well, it's because I don't want to go to California mostly. <laughs> do you want to go to Vegas? Yes. Because Las Vegas is opening a year-round Universal Horror Nights Really? Event. Yep. Year it's gonna, round. It's going to be opened. Uh, it's. Uh, I don't know what it's going to be exactly, but it's probably going to be very similar to Halloween Horror Nights. All right. uh, it's a year round destination in Las Vegas. Uh, it's going to be 110,000 square feet. It will anchor, uh, it will be the anchor tenant in a 20 acre expansion of Area 51. I'm not sure what that is. It's something that exists already. Uh, uh, and that's uh, that's like the top secret uh, government base where you entertainment know, like, district. You know where where there's like UFOs and stuff. Well, it's an entertainment. You don't know about Area 51? It's an entertainment district. You're not aware of Area 51? No, oh, okay. no, James. Well, because, because Big Brother is listening. There's lots and of no, uh, I don't know about there's it. There's plenty of documentaries about it. You should check them out sometime. Um. Anyway, though, uh, yeah, it's, there's already some stuff there. Uh, this is going to be opening soon. Like I said, no one knows exactly what it's going to be, but come on. Yeah, I mean, come on, come on. We're going to Vegas. Uh, this one's for Tank, because Tank, I think, might be the only person that cares about this. Uh, nerd. Um, Dungeons and Dragons <laughs> is coming to Paramount Plus as a live-action TV series. Hell yeah. Fucking A. I'd actually like to get his take on this, too. Uh, <laughs> honestly, like, are, are, are Dungeons and Dragons fans excited about this, or are they worried about it? I don't know. Everything they try to do live-action always ends up sucking. Right. I mean, that Marlon Wayans movie from, like, the early 2000s. Remember that? What? Oh, yeah. There was a Marlon Wayans starring Dungeons & Dragons movie. Yeah, but it was a, it was making fun of no, the culture, though, no. wasn't it? No. It wasn't? <laughs> no, it was, like, a fantasy movie. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, wasn't that good. All right. I guess you could, you could argue, even though you haven't watched it, that the fourth season of Stranger Things is sort of a live-action Dungeons the, & Dragons. Well, the whole the fucking... The entire series yeah, is live-action Dungeons yeah, & Dragons. Yeah, they, they lean into it even harder in the fourth season, though. Do they? Yeah. I still haven't seen it yet. Well, I, we need to do it for the show. I just have not had time. With, watch it, I know, buddy. I know, I know. We're late. All right. Um, last bit of news here. Uh, Eli Roth is currently filming Borderlands, which is a adaptation of the video game by the same name. Okay. And uh, recently, uh, Tim Miller, uh, director Tim Miller, is coming in to take over the last bit of reshoots so that uh, Eli Roth can now move on to shooting, finally, Thanksgiving. Hell yeah. Finally happening. Hell yeah, dude. Hopefully to be out by Thanksgiving this year. <laughs> I can't imagine it's going to be that hard to make. <laughs> oh, boy. That's exciting. Yeah, we've been talking about this for years. Do you think years. it'll actually work? Do you think it'll actually happen? Yeah, I do. Do and you? I think, it, I think it should be a Grindhouse movie. Well, of course. Double featured with the full-length version 
of that killer Christmas tree movie. Oh, uh, what the hell is that called? What was called? that called? Uh, oh, shit. Uh, tr- Treepocalypse? Tree- Treepocalypse? Is that what it was? was yeah. It Treepocalypse? Something like that. What the hell was it? <laughs> something like, yeah. Yeah, but something like that? Ah, shit. Tree- now, you, now you got my brain going. But that's what it needs to be double featured with, and it'd be amazing. Directed by Quentin Tarantino. <laughs> that's what I want. Awesome. Make it happen. Yep. Don't even count it as one of his movies. <laughs> you can direct under a suit. Oh, pseudonym. wait. Yeah, didn't he? Uh... He's only got one left. That's why oh. he's going into TV now. <laughs> he's gonna. Yeah, he's got one left, and this is the one that he's going to do. That's her- That's amazing. Is it Treepocalypse? Uh, no, it's not. What is it? Alex King would know this because he fucking loves Look up it. Killer Christmas tree movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I'm looking on IMDb. I Dude, shouldn't have done that. Just, just shut up. Shut your fucking. Do you not know how the Google machine yes, works? Yes, I know. I'm looking it up, Mike. Stop typing. Nope. I'm going to beat you for it. Treevenge. Treevenge. How did I find that before you? Come on, James. I don't know. You suck. You suck at your job. Um, anyway, though, that's, uh, that is the news for this week. Cool, man. <laughs> um, all right. Well, we we're going to. need gonna... Jay back here. To fill the space. Yeah. Boom. We're, we're being we're back to being <laughs> shitty hosts. <laughs> All right. Well, we're gonna take a little bit of a break. Mike's gonna get another glass, I yeah. guess, because he's yeah. being kind of a bitch about his pickle beer. You want this? Uh, no, I don't. I really <laughs> don't. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and exactly. Uh, no, one of those is enough to last me the rest of my life. Yeah, I agree. Unless I bought another can to try it with Zing Zang. I would I, do that. Do you want this for Zing Zang? No, I don't. <laughs> I almost bought a six-pack of it, and I'm like, oh, that's a bad idea. That was, that's a really bad idea. Like you were just going to have the pickle beer? Originally, yeah. Yeah. Before yeah, I had the idea for the three-course beer. That would have been not, not good. So I like the direction that you chose to go. So anyway, we're going to get Mike another glass. We're going to take a little bit of a break. We're going to come back. We're going to talk about the menu. What's on the menu? Men. And you. (laughs) Throughout this, you'll see faces ripped apart with hooks. A man slashing himself into a bloody pulp. And graphic, macabre, torturous images that defy description. Just got word on a little doohickey that popped up in the corner here. Yeah. Uh, my cats have uh, have now gone from just going into bottom cupboards to going into upper cupboards. No. Oh. They they pulled out all their snacks the other day and ate all of their snacks out of the bags overnight. <laughs> now now they're opening up and getting into pumpkin seeds. Oh. Yeah. Well, you know what you should do? Just leave some tomatoes laying around. <laughs> Fuck, fuck, fuck you, them cats. cats. <laughs> uh, cats are dumb, but they're cute. All right. Mm. Anyway, um, James, yeah. speaking of things that are dumb and cute. Yes. You want to introduce another beer? Oh, yeah. That's, yeah, we should. That's what I meant. All right. Second course. Second course. All right. So moving on before you look at it. You've moving you've, on. So you've already made a sound effect uh, earlier in the show. And then also that little... That little thing that you just said, I already know what you've, you've, you've shown your hand on what you thought about this movie, I think, but we'll get to it. So anyway, second course, let's go. Okay. Uh, second course. So after waking up in the first thing, sorry, <clears throat> after waking up and eating your pickle in the morning, you move on to the second course of the day, which is always the most important meal of the day, that's, especially, that's not true, especially if you're only going to eat one meal of the day. 
And that is... Wasn't the pickle a meal? And that is brunch. <clears throat> Brunchies. <laughs> <laughs> this can is hilarious. Uh, hold on. I got to turn a light on. It's a little... It's a little bit... Uh, this one actually sounds delicious. Oh, my God. This can is hilarious, dude. So this is from Aslan Beer Company in... Aslan. As- Aslan. Uh, where the fuck? I don't, I don't have my own can, so I can't help you. Where Aslan Beer Company Here, I'll look it is up. I'll, from. I'll look it up. Keep going. So anyway, this is called Brunchies, <laughs> and it is a... 7% Sour India Pale Ale. So our second sour of the night. Yes, it is. Sour India Pale Ale brewed with blueberries, maple, lemon, and coffee. Yeah. So you got all the food groups there. Um, Brunchies is a beer for people who really know how to live right. At 7% alcohol by volume, the, the, this Sour India Pale Ale is brewed with blueberries, maple, lemon, and coffee in Alexandria's... Alexandria... Uh, uh, Words, James? What's VA? Virginia. That's not Virginia. Yes, is it is. It? Is it? It's for lovers, motherfucker. VA is Virginia? Yes. I don't know. Why did I not know that? That's fucked. All right. In Alexandria, Virginia by Aslan Beer Company in collaboration with Troon Brewing. Keep this beer between 35 and 40 degrees Fahrenheit. Drink fresh. That's the key to sure satisfaction for you and your friends. Aw. The can is like... A group of three couples who look like they're straight out of the 70s. <laughs> uh, and they've got... It's the cover of like an old 70s cookbook. Oh, that's, yeah. That's what it looks like. And they're having brunchies. And they're just having a laugh and enjoying themselves. This looks awesome, dude. Yep. All right. Well, you can't see, though, because the bottom of the can is cut off. So they're also having a wank. Oh, yeah. That's, oh, this that's, du- oh, that is what's happening. For sure, this dude's getting a handy. <laughs> And he's not getting it from this girl or from this girl. So this guy right here in this very handsome jacket, he's reaching down. Oh, is there a guy in a turtleneck, too? There's a guy in a turtleneck, yeah. Fuck yes. That guy, oh, God. That guy's got <laughs> such a huge dick. You know it. Only guys with uh, huge dicks wear turtlenecks. Or uncircumcised guys. Uh, no, see, I, th- I, feel like, I feel like guys who... No, they're always wearing a turtleneck. <laughs> I feel like guys who are circumcised wear the turtlenecks because they're trying to compensate for the loss of their foreskin. Ah, uh, could be. Yeah, so. could be. I think you should be able to keep your foreskin, <laughs> like keep it in a like a memory book, and then sell something? it and then sell it later to like a leather dealer, and then you can make dick wallets. Oh, I could make like little earrings out of foreskin. Oh, there you or go. Something. There you go. Wow. I need a I need a catchy name though. Ooh. Um. Um. Dick danglers. <laughs> It's perfect. Um, it's perfect. Get them at Claire's. Right. Get your dick danglers at Claire's. My God, dude, we're so inappropriate. <laughs> if the if the like FBI ever listens to the show, they're gonna put us on some sort of watch list. Wait, wait, you're saying that adults, adult people, don't shop at Claire's? Um, no. This smells delicious. Oh, so this, good. This, this smells way better. Oh, than... you smell the yeah. coffee immediately. Yeah. And the citrus. Okay. Cheers, cheers, sir. Cheers, uh, I feel like uh, course number two is going to be much more palatable. Mm. It's delicious. Is this a stout or is this an IPA? It's a sour IPA. Sour IPA. Damn. Yeah, that's... that's 
Now I could slam this one. So the maple and the lemon and the coffee Whoa, are the like maple really yeah. comes through. Wow. Oh my god, it's like Mrs. Butterworth just sat on my face. Mm. <laughs> Melt into me. <laughs> Melt into me, senpai. <laughs> oh god. Um that's delicious, dude. That is really good. Wow. This is Okay, now now this goes good with the menu because you can actually break down the complexities of this the way they do the actual like the the dishes in the movie. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. All the different uh Holy shit. This is the most mapley beer I think I've Except ever for had. if you look at the top here, I think the emulsion has broken. So oh. I might send it back. <laughs> Okay. All right. So anyway, that's our second course. Let's get into the menu. The menu. Uh, So this movie is from 2022, directed by Mark Mylod. He's a prolific TV director. He's directed everything from Game of Thrones, Succession, Shameless, all the way back to The Ali G Show in the early 2000s. Wow, really? This guy, go to his IMDb, dude. He's everywhere. Uh, but he's only directed, from what I could tell, one oh, other say, movie. Did you say Succession as yeah. well? Aaron's watching that yep. right now. And Shameless. You watch that, don't Shameless you? Shameless is fucking hysterical, yeah. Is it? Um, but yeah, no. So I think he's only done one other movie. Uh, and it was a few years back uh, in terms of like just an actual like movie movie. Is it What's Your Number? What's Your Number? That's what's Your it. Number? And that's actually starring some pretty big people, too, I think. What's your number? Uh, anyway, though, uh, a young couple travels to a remote island to eat at an exclusive restaurant where the chef has prepared a lavish menu with some shocking surprises. Shocking. Um, okay, James, um, I'm going to let you start. All right. So it starts off. <laughs> so I, the reason I started watching this movie is I was, I, uh, I was in my leather group, the Sweaty Leather Daddies. That's not our actual name, but I'll, I'll call it that anyway. Um, and one of the, one of the guys, he's the only, he's the only non, uh, well, no, we've got, we've got one guy from Canada, but he's, he's the only non North American guy. And he's, he's, uh, he's, uh, I'm pretty sure English is his second language. Cause it's okay. like the way he speaks is like, it's like, you can wow, tell put, that putting it's him not, on blast, huh? no, no, he's, he's awesome. But, uh, so he comes on and he's like. He's like, has anyone seen this movie, The Menu? I'm watching it right now, and and uh, I had to turn it off after a half hour. He says it it was it took a turn, and I wasn't expecting such horrible and shocking content. <laughs> and I was like, oh shit, I gotta watch this. And uh, I know exactly the part that he's, that he's talking about, and well, I yeah. audibly laughed when it happened. <laughs> well, and so like everybody, I was like, oh man, well I'm like super into horror, so I I think, and I've been hearing a lot of reviews of this movie, so like I I, I think I might check it out tonight. And then like four other guys in the group all watched it that same night, mm-hmm. so that's why I I wanted to check it out. And one of the guys got to that part. And says, I audibly laughed at the first twist. Yeah. <laughs> like, same as you. Um, so I, I watched it that night. I thought, hey, man, let's uh, let's do this for the show. So, oh, but one of the, the reason I brought up the leather group was I got 40 seconds into the into the movie. And I text, I sent them a message. I said, I'm 40 seconds in and Nicholas Holt's character is already annoying the shit out of me. Yeah. <laughs> He's so... He's just like the type He's of pretentious you foodie hate. that you want to kick in the face. Yeah, yeah, right. Repeatedly, like I don't, I don't mind foodies, right? I don't mind 
people who are like super into food because a lot of times you can learn something from them. Sure. I actually watch a lot of I, I do too. I watch a lot of foodie content on Instagram and, and, though, and YouTube and stuff. There's a difference between well, you're just you're not describing a foodie. You're describing you're describing somebody who well, loves somebody who loves food. A foodie is no different than like a a, a wine. Um, what do they call it? Uh, 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 sommelier? So I want to say cavassier, a wine sommelier. We're like, no, oh, you can taste. Well, they they taste the wine. Like, oh, I can taste. No, no, well, no I no, can no. taste the food of no. of the of uh, the, no, the no. animal that no. pissed on this wheat before. No, you're, it was... <laughs> you're mixing two very different things here because a sommelier is actually like a highly trained. I don't buy any of them. highly like a per, the type of person who's highly sensitive to different. Oh, it's it's not. I, I mean, it's I not. I don't buy it for a second that anybody's tongues can pick out the shit they say they can. I just oh, don't buy it. Of course they can. That yes, there are there are people who because especially when it comes to and and when it comes to wine, a, an actual sommelier will tell you that when we say like something has the taste of this or that like leather or smoke or like obviously well smoke's kind of not a, a good example because you can taste when something sure. is smoky sure but it's their best approximation of what they can give you as a tasting note it's not it's not like a, oh you can taste the you can taste the fucking dirt that this was growing in what they'll say is like here's here's a keyword that's my best approximation to tell you what you might pick up on in here yeah, so it's all guesswork. It's not guesswork. It's like they, they could say some, they could say Somalia anything. Is, like, oh, you're not picking it up. Okay. Uh, Somali, no, a is not like a because of because of Brian foodie works in that industry, and he's even said that it's all bullshit. because a foodie to me is 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 a is a um, it's a hobbyist basically. Yeah, it's just somebody who likes to eat food and then talk about okay. like a Somalia is somebody who actually has to go through training then and what actually do you call, like. Then what do you call people like that? Fucking a wine snob. What do you, what do you call people though that like the the uh, the food critic that was critic? It's a food critic. But there's but there's got to be a worse name for him. Food. Well, no, because <laughs> and again, a sommelier and a food critic are not the same because a sommelier actually has some some uh, like uh, like a productive role to play within within the industry. A food critic, which we'll talk about later in the movie, a food critic is a completely useless thing. I agree. Useless. To a point. To a point. Food critics are useless to a point. Listen, like I can I can open up I can open up a lo- local newspaper and like somebody will be like and a, a local food critic will be like will actually give useful information. Go to this place like I had a burger and it was, you know, they'll lay out they'll lay it out in non uh pretentious like non asshole yes. terms and they'll be Accessible. like go to this place and try this burger. It's so good, mm-hmm. right? That's the kind of person I want to talk to when I'm, but like the type of, like this woman who, uh, and her little yes man in the movie who's yeah. just like the most pathetic character. The way they talk about the the food is just like nauseating. It's all bullshit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, this, this, this sauce is breaking just a little bit. Yeah, this emulsion this is breaking. Really, uh, <laughs> and how she, she says that, she says that one of the whole dish is thalassic. And you know, yeah. she probably, <laughs> She probably looked that fucking word up in a d- dictionary before she got there just so that she could say it to her yes man. Yeah. And then he says, he says, oh, thala- thalassic. And she says, of her pertaining to the ocean because of the god thalasso. And he's like, oh, yes. Oh, that's what I was thinking, too. It's very thalassic. <laughs> like, fuck you, dude. That's so let's get let's get into this because we're talking about like one. Yeah, I know. There's I know. 
I, this movie is broken into, uh, what is it? One, two, three, four, five, five very distinct types of people. Yes. That, well, that yes. might, that might go to a restaurant. Yeah. That, that also plays into another theme of the movie too. I don't know if you picked up on it or not, but well, we'll get, we'll, we'll get into we'll get it. Yeah. So yeah. anyway, so it starts with Nicholas Holt's character, uh, Tyler and his lady friend, Margot. Uh-huh. um, Waiting to board a boat, and he gets on her case because she's smoking, and she's going to ruin her palate. Yeah. She's not going to be able to taste the food. And she's looking at him like, what the fuck? Yeah, why don't you go fuck <laughs> yourself, dude? And so they get on they get on this little boat, and he explains to her that only 12 people have been invited to go partake in this, and it's $1,295 a plate. So that's how he, like, that's how they make their money. Like, this is a very exclusive thing, you know? And uh, you kind of get more of a sense of the different people who are coming onto the boat as they walk in. You've got Tyler and Margo, who Tyler seems like he knows what he's talking about, but he's also like way too into it. Like Margo tastes the they they serve a they serve an oyster on the boat on the way to the island, and Margo tastes it and she's like oh it's good but i'd like it without the foam on top and he's like the oh lemon, no no it's like the lemon foam or right whatever, lemon like, pearls or whatever it was and he's like oh no no see you need that because it's all about the balance of the the the, the yeah. mouth feel oh he says mouth feel oh. <laughs> it's all about the balance of the mouth feel with the taste and blah 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 and she's like immediately you can kind of see like you almost think of him even though he's kind of a douche you think he's going to be a sympathetic character but then that one little like hint of she says something she's like saying objectively i think this would taste better if it was just the oyster and he's, and he's like oh no 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 you don't know what you're talking about stupid woman right. you don't know what you're talking about so then you have uh some bros that step on like uh-huh. the very like just the rich trust fund yeah they're kids. not trust fund kids but they're like the business bros you know like they're they're the dudes who are involved in high business dealings and so and but they're also douchebags and then you have like the old jaded couple who don't even seem like they want to go uh-huh. but they're just going because it's a status thing yep the and movie you, star right the movie star the, like the washed up movie star and his assistant played by and, john Leguizamo, which <laughs> anytime I get graced on the screen with John Leguizamo. <laughs> yeah. I am very happy. Mm-hmm. Um, there, I, I was picking up some uh, some uh, uh, some trivia about casting and who was supposed to play. Mm. Somebody else was supposed to play John Leguizamo's role. Mm-hmm. Daniel Radcliffe was originally supposed to play him. I I'm happy he didn't because it was wouldn't. It Daniel, yeah, it would, he was supposed to play. He was supposed to play John Leguizamo's, John Leguizamo's character. Character, yeah, yeah. No, that's would not that worked. wouldn't have worked at all. Emma Stone was supposed to play Margo. Margo. I could I could have seen that, but I thought Anya Taylor Joy was such a better, better. Yeah. choice. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Daniel Radcliffe too, because uh, John Leguizamo's character, which is just credited as movie star, even though I think his name was supposed to be George Diaz, something like that. Yeah. Um. That wouldn't have worked with Radcliffe because he's too young to be a washed-up actor. Well, I think the character changed when they recast him too. Oh, I see. Like I know that. Uh, so Leguizamo, he uh, he, the the running gag of the of the the movie with him is that he was in this movie called like Cooking Sunshine or something like that, or whatever, mm. whatever the fuck the movie was Calling called. Calling Doctor Sunshine. Calling Doctor Sunshine, yeah. where he played he played like a a, a cook, a cook. Yeah, and they play into that a lot throughout throughout the movie. 
Um, and Daniel Radcliffe was supposed to be something else. But Leguizamo based that off of a movie. He worked with Steven Seagal in a movie, I think it was On Deadly Ground or something like that. Uh-huh. And uh, apparently Seagal was such a piece of shit <laughs> that he modeled the entire thing uh, after that. And Seagal did a movie where he was a cook. And so like, the whole idea is that he's washed up Steven Seagal and he made this really shitty movie where he played a cook. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's basically what he was modeling it off of. Um, experience while working with Seagal on executive decision. Ah, that's it. Okay. Um, and then the multiple references to Diaz playing a cook is uh, in one of the movies, maybe a nod to Under Siege, where Seagal also yep. played a cook. Yep. Yeah. Um, so that's so fun. then that's uh, uh, Seagal. I was gonna call it Seagal. <laughs> so it's uh, John Leguizamo and his his uh, his assistant, um, who is uh, just a babe, Moyan. total babe. Uh, <laughs> then you got the three douchebags. You've got the un un uh, the unhappy couple. Who it was nice to see Judith Light. Uh, Ju- Judith Light. She was the. Uh, she was. The, I know who um, she was in this, but who, who she in? She's the mom from Who's the Boss? Did you ever watch Who's the Boss? I when never you were did. Younger? I never. Oh, did. really? <laughs> it was not a Who's I mean, the she's boss obviously thing. been in a lot of other stuff. I mean, but, clearly it's Tony Danza. But well, you know. yeah. I mean, come on. Hey. Um, but yeah, she's. I haven't seen her in years because I don't think I've seen any of the other stuff she's been in recently. But so that yeah, was cool to Amy see. Amy Carrero uh, played Felicity. Was her was her name? Yes. Yeah, she's been. Yeah, total, total to- babe. Total babe. Um, so when you yeah, so so they get to the island and they're. They're immediately greeted by Elsa, played by Hong Chao, and she's hurting them like into this into this place or whatever. And she she's very serious and everything else. And they get up there, and Nicholas and Tyler, you know, they say, "Oh, Tyler, uh, Mister, um, I forget his last name. It's like Mister whatever Slowick, Slowick, and Miss Person." Who is not Anna Taylor Joy's character? Oh, oh no, not Miss Slowick, Mister Slowick. That's the chef's name. I thought you were oh, referring no, no. to the chef. Yeah, so talking to Tyler and say Cunningham or something like something that. Something like that. Whatever it was. Yeah. yeah so Mister Cunningham and she goes to say a different name for Margot, and she's like, "Actually, no, my name's Margot." And so he brought this woman as a date when he had booked this trip with another date in yeah. mind. So, which which is which is a decently important plot point later. Right, right. <laughs> um, okay, so before we before we, I don't I don't want to go through it like piece by piece necessarily, but like yeah. And even um, though we're gonna try not to do it piece by piece, we should mention spoilers. Spoilers, as heavy, always, obviously, heavy, heavy spoilers. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, if you don't want, if you want to watch the movie, which we highly recommend. Yeah. <clears throat> excuse me, and I highly recommend watching it without knowing anything because yeah. that that it really works that yeah, way. Yeah, I'm really glad um, that I didn't know anything going yeah. in. So my my opinion of this movie. I could sum up with one word. Okay. Crawl. Really? So you have a so you have a bad opinion of the movie. Well, it, I don't mean bad as in your your opinion of the movie. Your objective opinion is bad. It's that it's bad. You're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> You have a wrong opinion of this movie. Well, good because I'm just fucking with okay. you. Okay, um, no, thank you. I. So when you did the <clears throat> thing earlier, that was just to yeah, fuck with me. Yeah, thank God, dude. I was seriously going to get on your case about this one. No, actually, I think this movie can be summed up in two words, and that is 
fucking brilliant. Yes, thank you. Like, this movie thank is you. absolutely brilliant, and I will say that it is easily in my top five movies of the last decade. I was gonna, I'm, I'm not kidding you either. I was gonna, it's that good. I was going to say, I we don't do top tens, even though I don't know why we should. We don't do top tens for the years, but this would have been way up in 2022. It's, like, like this a, was, it, it was the whole the whole a, movie was so good. It's masterful. Mm-hmm. Like the way and it comes down what it comes down to too is uh, it's also performance, right? The script is amazing. Don't mm-hmm. get me wrong. But Ralph Phineas as Ralph Fiennes. Fiennes sorry, I, always, I always say Phineas. Like, <laughs> like see Phineas would make sense though because he's a chef. Like Phineas and Herb. <laughs> get it? No. Phineas and Ferb the the cartoon. But are they chefs? Well, no, it's, it's it's a name joke. James. Oh, I oh Phineas and her. Okay, I get it. Yeah, that was a bad. Come joke. on, <laughs> it was bad. Ralph so, Fiennes. So Ralph Fiennes though is so delicious in this role. Oh my god, dude! <laughs> but he is though. Like, I'm gonna have to agree, even though I hate the way but you he's, said that. I, I, I clearly, but like he's so over the top but still like really downplays yeah. the perform it's like it's so bizarre mm-hmm. his whole character is bizarre and he's so good Anna Taylor Joy is amazing as always I mean she's so good in everything it's the reason that she's also in everything mm-hmm. uh, Nicholas Holt played the most hateable character I've, <laughs> I've seen in recent memory it's it, it, he was hateable and you definitely hated him but there was like he did such a good job of making making a small sliver of you feel sorry for him. Oh no, not not me. See, I did like I, I like I, I was like god, he's such a douchebag, but then looking past that going there's something like this guy's sad. This he's, guy is this guy is sad for some reason and it makes you feel kind of bad for him because he's he's looking to get the uh, he's looking to even though he's not a chef or anything like that, he's looking to get the approval of this man who he doesn't even know. Yeah. He only knows him through watching cooking shows about mm-hmm. him. And he's trying so hard to get the approval of this guy and it's like emotionally affecting him. So mostly a douchebag, but there was a part of me that goes like, Oh man, it's really kinda of sad to watch this guy. I don't I don't fawn find over him, this I chef. guess I guess I can see how you would see that before getting to the end of the movie. Mm. But well he gets more hateable as the movie goes even, on of course. Even at the beginning though like when he snaps at her for like smoking the cigarette or whatever because mm-hmm. then you like then it's like oh it's this is just his girlfriend and he's being a complete asshole to her. Right. Like right. Okay, like you knew she smoked, you're with her. Like what yeah. are you, what are you worried about? Um but then also like when he's when he like corrects her when she's eating the oyster or yeah. when they get like he's always like like not giving a shit at all about her yeah and like right off the bat it was off-putting like he's he's obsessive compulsive over this one singular thing in his life and it makes him such a rotten person like to the core well but he played it like strikingly I, yeah like i said mostly hateable <laughs> mostly hateable like pretty much every line that he said i was like you're a douchebag yeah um, I think it's more so in, in, in the idea that like, I don't know, maybe I'm getting soft in my old age, but like, I'm looking at this guy and I'm like, there's a reason you're like this. Like, what happened to you? Yeah. Like who yeah. hurt you, bud? You know, like, did, was your dad not around or what was you it? Hug. You know? So like, there was a part of me that felt a little bit bad for him, but he was mostly a douchebag. Um, so, my, uh, <laughs> I'm looking at my notes here and I, I, I must say I have, 
the best, some of the best notes here. Uh, Lillian and Ted are the food critic and her oh my God. puppy dog, yeah. yes man, who yeah. will literally do anything to just lick the slobber off of her face. Yeah. Um, my like Lillian and Ted are absolutely abysmal. She's this super uppity food cunt and he's a spineless <laughs> follower. Food cunt. Uh and they just like they they are like a perfect example of just how um, what's what's wrong with like food journalism. Right. What's absolutely well, wrong it's, about what's it. wrong with journalism in, in general, yeah. really. It's like the idea it's that, sensationalism to the max. Right. The idea that, like, she, because you find out later in the movie that essentially she was a big part of Slowick, Chef Slowick, uh, becoming a huge success because of her early on reviews of Mm -hmm. his, um, one of his first restaurants. But then her reviews were also responsible for putting a lot of restaurants out of business. Mm hmm. Really, for no other reason other than she just had like personal vendettas against them. Yeah, and like this type of person who's just like this arrogant, like inflated ego asshole, with just a flick of her pen can ruin people's lives. And then her little yes man is just like he's the most pathetic character in the entire movie. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, they're funny. They were funny. Well, sure. But they the, were like the movie is a black comedy. Like oh, it sure, really yeah. is. There's some. Like, well, it's a sad. The whole movie is a satire. Yeah. There's so many like layers. Like just just like a great meal. There's so many layers and like things you can pick out of the movie. Like yeah, it's a complete satire. The mm-hmm. whole movie, for the most part, is super 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 tongue in cheek. Mm-hmm. Ex- except for the ending. And I don't want to talk about the ending quite yet. But I I got such an audible laugh out of the end of this movie because of how absolutely absurd it was. <laughs> yeah. But then how how that absurdity was still taken so seriously. Yeah. And these people took it so uh, it was so But even but you kind of but you kind of <laughs> found yourself taking it seriously too because it was like the message, you know? <laughs> like it was Well, sure. It, it was an absurd ending and you're like, "Oh, like really? This is what they're going to do?" But then but then I we'll get to the ending. It it gave me feelings from a different movie that is a much darker movie, like a much scarier movie, but it gave me the same kind of vibes. And uh, we'll just we'll get to it when we get okay. to it. Okay. Um, um, yeah. So to 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 round out the cast, so you got uh, you got Nicholas Holt, Tyler, and Margot. You've got uh, movie star John Leguizamo and his uh, his um, assistant assistant Felicity. Um, You've got Lillian and Ted, the food critics. Mm-hmm. You've got uh, Richard and Anne, who were the basically the, the miserable, un- couple, unhappy yeah. couple who have eaten at this place twelve times, even yeah. though it's well, like he has, <laughs> he has, not no, her. They have both of them. No, as a as a married couple. Oh, he has. <laughs> he's been there twelve times. She's been there eleven. Yeah. Now was now was we're gonna get into some spoiler territory here, but. Was because this whole thing is that he was there with another woman. Yeah. Was the girl on the tortilla? And yes, I know how strange that sounds. Was the girl on the tortilla? It was Margot. It was Margot. Yes. Okay. Right. Okay. Um, I picked up by the end of the movie. I'm like, oh, she's a prostitute. Well, yeah. I yeah. Mean, she I, comes right out and says it. Well, she says that she was. She doesn't really come out and say it. it yes, she does. I don't think so. When Slowick takes her back into his office. Yeah, he says, "I know, 
I know a fellow service industry worker when I see one. See, I and, took that as like you worked in the food industry. But then she, I wasn't thinking but then of she it in says, terms of that. But he says, how do you know Richard? And she says, he paid me to, to watch him jerk off and agree with everything that he said. See, I... Who? I took that. I see. I Is didn't there, that are there way. waitresses that'll do that? Because sign me up, man. <laughs> I took that as it was more like a like a uh, he like he was a person of power and took advantage of somebody like a Weinstein type thing. No. That's kind of how I took. No, that. she was a hooker. No, I get that. No. I get that now, especially after after um, he says uh, Ralph Fiennes. Uh, he was like talking to nicholas holt's character and he was like oh yeah you know the original girl that was supposed to be here you just hired this girl mm. that was that's what did it for me i was like yeah. oh okay yeah because i was thinking of it almost and like she was taken advantage by this person who was in a higher position oh, or something like that like that's I how i took yeah. it yeah um but yeah um so then you have uh <laughs> bryce dave and soren who are the like the three business dudes Bryce with a Y. Bryce with a Y and Soren with a Soren. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, so you uh, you have these three guys. They you find out that they're actually employees of um, Varick, who is the guy who he's the angel investor mm-hmm. of this place. That they're uh, what was the name of the what was the name of this? Um, I'll, look um, it up. I'll look it up. Keep going. Okay. So you, yeah, you find out these these three guys are the uh, the employees of of Varick, who is the angel investor at this place, and they the Hawthorne. The Hawthorne. There That's you go. That's it. Um, and they're basically just more not peons at the company, but they're they're probably yes man to yeah. to Varick, and they assist him in his dirty doings within the confines like of the the financial side of the business. Well, he's literally and they're on, also they're literally on an island. They can get away and do whatever they want out there. Right. And they're and they're just they're douchebags. They're they're just like the typical do you know who I am? Do you know who we are? You know, like we could snap our fingers and this place would be shut down. Those kind of idiots. Mm-hmm. Uh who are just there for status, really. Yeah. Like they're just doing it to do it. Which is uh that's kind of how, yeah, as we already said, that's how Richard and Anne are as well. They're going to this place simply because it's it's exclusive. They're a rich old couple, and they can they can afford to go and pay $2,500 for dinner 12 times, 11 times, whatever. It's crazy. Um, so that pretty much rounds that's out the, the, entire cast, yeah. the, um, the guest list. Um, Hong Chao as Elsa, I thought she was awesome. Yeah, she's great. She was like, uh, like Slowick's right-hand man kind of and she what would she be what would she be called like a manager i would say she's like the floor manager yeah floor manager like she she tended to all the guest needs and stuff like that but she was also very like i just like how dry she was and like she dries a really good word she didn't fuck around with anybody like if anybody tried to like tell her that something something was wrong with the food or something she would she at one point in time it was when the uh it was when the course came out that was the uh the unaccompanied accompaniments the <laughs> it was essentially a bread plate but there was no bread and it was just the shit that you would dip the bread into that was the that was the first time that you saw with his food coming out too where he was like completely fucking with he's everybody fucking there. with them yeah, yeah he's trolling everybody yeah and and they're still like 
like uh tyler's still off in the corner eating all of the stuff like scooping it up with a spoon and talking about how complex it was and stuff like that and even margo looks at him and she's like he's fuck you know he's fucking with you right like <laughs> this is a joke no, like, no he's not oh, who's no, not this you don't understand you don't it's all get... part of the story that he's telling and so he goes on throughout the entire movie thinking that all of this is just a put on sure like he thinks all of the t- we'll get to all the terrible things that happen he thinks all these terrible things are happening because it's all just part of the story that's being told well although he actually though. yeah he no, kno- he, oh yeah he but doesn't. now that i'm thinking yeah. about it he knows the ultimate that's why ending. he's not bothered by any of it when all these horrible things are happening and he's yeah. more worried about the food like there's a point in time where they all get separated i mean we'll we'll get into why in a minute but like they all get separated because all the men have an opportunity to escape mm-hmm. the island if they can mm-hmm. and uh Everyone, everyone it, tries to run away except for him. He tries to stay, and <laughs> he's looking in the window. <laughs> what did you Slo- get? <laughs> and slow and Slowik's like, uh, "You two go." And he's like, "Fine, <laughs> I just want to be here for the food." He takes off, and as soon when they all get caught and come back to the uh, dining hall, he's like, "What'd you get? Oh my god, what is that? What is that? Give me some. Give me like he's he does not give a fuck yeah. about." anything going on <laughs> except for the food yeah which shows how absolutely deranged he is yeah um and then when uh, like she uh margo when slowick realizes that she's not meant to be there mm-hmm. and he he recognizes her as a fellow quote-unquote service industry uh worker he's like you belong with us i actually thought that it was great like i loved those moments where slowick was in the back with her yeah because he he became more human yeah like, like he was like, still very stern he was still very like much the same person but he also you could tell like he didn't want her there because mm-hmm. he still has a conscience mm-hmm. like he knows what's about to happen she shouldn't be there right nothing he can do about it at this point yeah but he feels bad i love that too like is that is that 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 I don't know. It's not even that. It's subtle, but like there's a that layer they added to his character. Yeah, was was brilliant. Well, and when was he was when he was in the kitchen and out on the floor, it was all business, and he actually seemed like a villain. Yeah, you know, like he's it, not like, the villain. He's I mean, he's no, kind of that. he's kind of the villain. But well, and that's that's where the satire comes in. Like he he is the villain the of the movie, but everybody else is the villain. Yeah. Of. When He's it com- the anti-hero. When it, when it He's comes, the anti-hero. Right. When it comes to like the overarching message of the movie, everybody else is the villain. And he's just the guy who has been essentially, I don't know, pushed into a corner as an artist mm-hmm. uh, by the whims of these other types of people. Yeah. Uh, All right. Let's. So let's. Yeah. Let's. Let's, let's get let's, into the good stuff. Yeah. Let's break it down a little bit. The first. Uh, the first. The first big twist is. You know, every time there's a, a new course that comes out, he comes over and he's like, slaps his hands really yeah. hard. <laughs> Everyone gets super annoyed by it. And he's like, the next course is this and this and this. So the third course comes out, or, or they're introducing the third course. And he brings out one of his sous chefs and he starts to berate the sous chef exactly the way that Gordon Ramsay does. Like, uh, he's not he's not really berating them though. Like, talking he's never going to be good enough. Like, you want you want this, you're never going to get it. He's do you agree he's with me? He's asking yes. him though. He's like he's, he's it's it's almost telling almost, him, but it's almost in a loving way. Like you you can see that he actually loves this guy, but he's saying to him he's he's saying this is Jeremy Jeremy 
wants to be me. He wants my job. He wants my life. But you understand that you're not as good as me. And, and you know that, right, Jeremy? And like, it's not like... He's patronizing him, though. He's, he's, he's absolutely patronizing him. He's not patronizing him. Yes, he is. He's just stating a fact, and he's asking if Jeremy agrees with him. But there's that's not, that's not a fact, though, because you don't... Who knows? That guy could grow up to be better than him. No, that's not that's not a fact yeah i don't uh well that's just him telling him you'll never be as good as me don't try you understand that you will he's he's berating him in front of everybody oh okay the guy's i taking, guess i guess the guy's taking it as though it's an honor to be berated by him i guess when i okay that's yeah when i think of berating i, I think of more like aggressive kind of like what gordon ramsay does to people gordon ramsay does kind of the same different. gordon ramsay yells at he people does. and tells them they're pieces of shit and tells stuff he, like well that. they actually use a gordon ramsay quote in this called like, calls him, a, a, like, called him a donkey yeah <laughs> <laughs> i love that um, um but so, so but he, yeah anyway so like they, they, they lay out this big white sheet or whatever and they decorate it with all this stuff because everything's part of the experience and the course is called the mess of course, it's called the mess. And after he's done, he the sous chef just pulls out a gun, pops himself in the head, and fucking kills himself because he'll never be as good as. And this was the part where uh, my friend in the leather group said he turned it off. Oh, I, I like, autumn. It's funny too because I forget who it was. Somebody in the audience goes, "I didn't see that coming," and I, at the exact same time, I audibly go, "Oh, I saw that coming." <laughs> 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 but I, I I loved it though. Like it's like okay, here we now the cat's out of the bag. Mm-hmm. This is where the movie's gonna get good. Well, the, everyone's on edge now. Well, it's funny too because there were some people in the some people in the in the group who still kept on with the uh, wow. Well, that's just part of the oh, it was the it was the it was Lillian, uh, the critic. Because she had actually been to Hawthorne several times. Yeah. She's like, oh, this is all stage. She's like, oh, this it's all, all part, part of the, the show. show. It's all yeah. part of the narrative that he's that he's telling, and it's no big deal. It's just, a, and you hear uh, most likely, uh, most likely either uh, um, George Diaz or Felicity say, oh, it's a, it's got to be a squib or something like that because yeah. they're the movie people. Yeah. So there is a part of they they do like, and Slowick is so calm about it the whole time. That if you were in this, like, if you were in this situation, there's so many people writing reviews about this because this was a love it or hate it movie, it seems like. There's not a lot of people that fell in the middle. I don't understand how you could hate this movie. Well, there's there's a lot of people who are just like, at any point in time, you could just get up and there's 12 of you and you could attack people. They and say there was that, like, there was say, like 30. People there. No, you couldn't. That's part of the movie. And they though. all had knives. That's but, part of the movie, though. He even says, I'm surprised that none of you, uh, I'm surprised that none of you tried to take us over. You easily could have done it. But the way he plays off the whole thing, he's so calm about it. Like it's all part of the show the entire time. The first few courses where things really start to go wrong, there is like a. You. I could see myself getting really tangled up in it and going, yeah, this is just a show. It's like one of those murder mystery things. You know what I mean? Like, I don't expect to actually see a guy shoot himself in the face when I go to dinner. That's exactly my point. So, yeah, but once it it got real, though, you can tell... I mean, if you're looking at the back of the guy's head and it's (laughs) blown out, you know it's not a squib, you know? Like, there's, there's things that you can tell, but... And when the guy got his finger cut off, like that's right. you, that's not exactly a thing that you can fake. Right. Um, but yeah, they all could have, but they all sat there as if they deserved it. Yeah. Like they all just sat there and took it. Yeah. 
<laughs> like, yeah. And that's part of what, and that's part of like the genius of the whole setup is that here's this guy that's just playing on these, these people think they're such hot shit and high up mm-hmm. and he is just overarching all of them and letting them be their own demise basically. Yeah. And they could get up and they could probably overpower them at any given time. I don't know. There was like 15 people in that kitchen and they all had knives and cleavers and stuff. They could have, but that's that. That was one of the interesting things about it too. Is there really was no like? It didn't seem like there was any uh, desire from anybody, including Slowick, to physically harm any of the people at any point. Like just needlessly, you know. It was only when they tried to do something that they like. They only cut uh, Richard's finger off because he got up and well so he got up and tried to leave so that was they were setting an example Mm -hmm. like if you try and get up and leave we're gonna cut your fingers off right other than that all the chefs in the kitchen were just there to do their job they were just they were just there to cook chef came up with the idea to kill everybody yeah no they're (laughs) all in on it like they're how she was how she was so proud of that too she's like oh the thing with everybody dying that was my idea yeah well it's like it's it's like the restaurant industry though like like the, the chef the head chef is god in yeah. those places yeah like the the hierarchy in a kitchen is crazy uh-huh. it is and it's not for the faint of heart like oh, you yeah. you got to have tough skin to work in a high class kitchen like that mm-hmm. and that's what the i loved the satire of the entire movie though that was literally about that though just about how it's 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 like people are so blinded by this illusion that these people are better than them for some reason yeah you know and that's that's the whole point of the movie yeah and I, I just, I just, it's brilliant. I'll say that word again. Absolutely brilliant. I love it really that. His, was. I love that his mother is there too, and she has no lines. She's just sitting in the corner, drunk. That was the one. That was the one part because you had, you had like, uh, Tyler who represented sort of the. He represented sort of the social media foodie, you know. Yeah. Like these people who, they don't, they barely even. They barely even taste their food, right? It's more about like the clout that they get by posting pictures online of the amazing food. Sure. You've got the movie star who's who's uh he's really only there because he could be there, right? Well, did you You've I... got the three douchebags who are there for essentially just like clout purposes, like they're they're like, "Oh, well, we 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 know a guy who knows a guy, so we're here and, you know, we're big shit." Yeah, deal with it. You got the unhappy couple who's only there because it's a status symbol. You've got the food critics. You know what the, you're describing the, right now, right? What? It's the seven deadly sins. They all fall into the categories of the seven deadly sins. You have um, you have Soren, Dave, and Bryce who have greed. Yeah. Gluttony is Tyler for sure. Uh, Richard, uh, who is the ch- uh, the cheater. Um, lust. I'm sorry. Richard is lust. Uh, Envy is George because he's a washed up name dropper. Lillian and Ted have pride. Uh, his mother is the sloth, and then the wrath is Julian and the other chefs. They're all they all represent the seven deadly sins. Okay, so playing off of that, I would I would go back to. Did you read this somewhere? Is this you? Hmm? Did you read I, this somewhere? Is this I you? thought I thought that they. I thought that the character types were extremely specific, right? Like watching, I'm like, okay. So my, I wondered at first if maybe this original idea came from 
maybe the writer went to this really uppity dinner and thought the whole thing was so ridiculous, right? And maybe this idea came from him, and maybe which is what. And maybe the happened. maybe the food critics were a part of the idea originally. Maybe it was Tyler's character originally. Like, who knows? But then I'm like, maybe did they just add all these other people to check these other boxes because they needed more interesting characters around them? Because mm-hmm. some of them do feel tacked on a little bit. Like, they're not really that important to the story that the movie at least is trying to tell. Um, but then, so I knew that they were. I knew that they were all very oddly specific in what they were doing Mm -hmm. but i did read online though about how it fit in and i go oh exactly it's perfect okay it's absolutely perfect so run run through those again okay so you have uh soren dave and bryce who are greed yeah gluttony is tyler because all he wants is the food see tyler tyler to me could be envy too well it could be the entire time all he was doing was he was he was envious of Margot, because she got to go back to the kitchen. Sure. And he was envious of her because she got to stay in while he had to run, and all he wanted to do was know what what dish she got. Well, yeah, but that's also food. All he's caring about is the food. He wants to eat everything. He's constantly taking food off of her plate. He's he's like he's gluttonous. Sure. He wants okay. all the food. All he cares about is food. Right. Um. So lust is. Uh, let's see. Lust is Richard, who's cheating on his wife. Cheating on his wife, right? Um. You have envy is George because he is envious of all the younger people in Hollywood. You know, he say, "Oh, I know this guy. I'm name dropping. He's envious of what everybody else has because he that's, doesn't have it anymore." That's the one that kind of washed like, up. That one seems loose to me. Why? He's a washed up star. I don't know. He He's doesn't, trying to he hold on. Desperately he doesn't come. To, he doesn't come across as envious though. I don't know. Any keep going. Okay. Uh, Lillian and Ted pride. Because they're the the food journalists, sure. And then you have uh, 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 Sloan's mother, Sloth, because she does literally nothing. Yeah, she just lets lets the abuse with her husband happen. Everything else. So what about Anne and Felicity? Well, Felicity is with is with. Uh, so just because she's with, yeah, it's the groups. The groups are represented. Okay, because he also at one point. I mean, like you could also say that. What, what would that fall under? Because at one point she says, she says, I'm like, why am I even here? Blah, blah, blah. And, and she, uh, she says she doesn't want to die. And Slowick looks at her and says, where did you go to school? And she says, Brown. Yeah, that part was and, and fucking he, hysterical. And he goes, he goes, uh, <laughs> oh, you're dead. <laughs> student, student loans. And she goes, no. And he goes, I'm sorry, you're dead. I'm sorry, you're dying. <laughs> like, so that could well okay all right i don't know yeah it's a that's an interesting take like the uh the seven deadly sins it's definitely an interesting take it's just it seems it seems weird to me that because it's felicity and Anne had their their own personalities like i wouldn't just lump them in with well then where does then where does margo fit in it it, like i said they're 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 the each group has a thing. It's not the individual people. It's the main person in each group. Margo is Jesus. <clears throat> she I, sacrifices herself for their sins. I think you're trying too hard to make it not fit. <laughs> I'm joking. I know. No, obviously. I, obviously with that. Yeah. <laughs> no, I don't. Uh, I, I think it's. I think. It's just I think the seven deadly sins is an, uh, definitely an interesting. Definitely an interesting theory. Yeah. No. I, I don't. I, think I, would, I think I'd have to think about it more to see if I really. It's just a, I don't, I don't even know that it's I don't even know that it's a theory. It's just a way of grouping people together. It's a way of of no, I know that's yeah. and that's fine. I think that I I, I like the idea. I, obviously, I love I love the idea of um, because I've always been 
interested in especially that kind of allegory. But uh, I would have to think... This is one of those types of movies, too. Aaron and I talked about it for a long time, and I still feel like I want to watch it again and oh, talk, yeah. talk about it more. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, I agree. So we thought we mentioned that we were going to talk about the end, so we have to. The, very, the final thing, he brings out all these courses, right? And all the courses have their own parables to them that they're all like linked to a story. People die, people are getting this and that. Mm-hmm. The very, very end, right? After all of these, these crazy fancy meals come out and all this stuff, right? The most self-indulgent thing at the very end where he's going to kill everybody. He's literally, not only is he making s'mores, he's literally dressing them in marshmallow like like vest things and like a chocolate shriner hat (laughs) like it is the most absurd thing on the face of the earth and it's played so deadpan serious that it's (laughs) it's it's the absolute epitome of how absurd these people are because even in those moments like the food critic was sort of into it still she's like this is brilliant like (laughs) even as absurd as it was they were still looking at it like it's some sort of masterpiece when he's literally covering you in chocolate and marshmallow. <laughs> well, and they just sort of like, they give up at the end too and and accept their fate. And they almost like take his message too and realize, oh, we actually are shitty people. And they even thank him at yeah. the end. Like, uh, I think it's, is it Felicity? Felicity or... or, uh, or Oh, it's Lillian, I think. I think it's Lillian, probably the probably the worst one out of them all, who's like who can make or break people just with her words. He starts talking about how he's gonna cleanse them in fire. Mm-hmm. You know? He's like he's like for our final course and he goes through this whole thing about because all throughout the movie, everything that they've been eating has been sourced directly from the island, from the water around them, from the 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 plants growing in the water and on the island, like the scallops that they've harvested and stuff like that. And then he gets to this final course and he's like, he explains to him, this is basically our our culture is like, you all sit here like you're important people. But then when it comes down to it, you've got gelatinized water and sugar, unethically sourced chocolate and graham crackers like shit graham crackers that are like cardboard and that's what we link to our feelings of nostalgia and love you know like he's got a he's kind of got a point yeah it's amazing (laughs) and so he dresses these people like s'mores and they and he's like and and what do we do with what do we do with a marshmallow we we roast it we we take it and we cleanse it in the fire and blah 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 and there's and they end up thanking him they're all about to die in in a fiery blaze and they thank him and this whole scene played out. I told you earlier that it reminded me of another scarier movie. This whole ending scene felt like the end of Hereditary to me. Because it was so. like, yeah, because throughout the entire movie, it was pretty obvious that the, the whole kitchen staff had been, I don't know, like sort of brainwashed. Like yeah. they, they saw him as a leader. It was like a cult, you know? And then even at the end when like... When these people have been so defiant and trying to resist this thing throughout throughout the entire movie, they thank him and he stands there before he drops the hot coal on the on the uh, whatever's gonna like the yeah I don't even know what that was I don't I don't remember what it was either but 
like flammable sawdust. Or and something. he's and he's he yells to the kitchen, "I love you all!" And the kitchen all yells back to him, "We love you, chef!" And all the guests also yell, "We love, we you. love you, chef!" Yeah. And in that moment, I was like, like, aside from the music, like the music, the way it was playing out was gave me the same vibes as um, as Hereditary. But that scene too, it's just like he he had converted everybody you know sure, what i mean like sure. they they suddenly all became part of the the message except for one person. and they were all willing to suddenly die for this message because they understood that what he was what he was saying was more important than their own lives like it was yeah. fucking crazy except for one person who got gets away and all I'm going to say about that is, man, did I want a cheeseburger. Holy this. shit, dude. Like, I love how they, they go so from... Good. I know. They go from making all this absolutely perfect food mm-hmm. to this shitty-looking diner cheeseburger, so good, and that's though. all I wanted out of all of it. <laughs> I loved that exchange between... I, I Do you not want to give this away, or what's the... Uh, I loved... I, it, I, might as well leave something for people who haven't seen it. I just love that exchange between them, though. Yeah, when she, well, shit, she, <laughs> when the person is like saying, "I want to, I want to send your food back," yeah. blah, blah blah. That whole exchange was amazing. And then when he's back there cooking that burger himself, oh my god, the the look on his face, like oh, it's pure joy. Ralph Fiennes was so good in this moment. All he's doing is sitting there and cooking a burger, but you see. You see just like uh, like a... Childish joy. Yeah, you see like a man who's been pushed to the brink of just like utter despair by the fact that his art has been taken away from him by these shallow, hollow, vapid people. And he's sitting there going back to his roots and making a greasy-ass double cheeseburger. And he's he gets this little smirk on his face. And I got the biggest <laughs> smile. I was like, oh... Look at him. It's, he's like loving what he's doing right now. <laughs> it's funny too because there's, there's, and this is the last thing I'll say about this before we move on here. But like, the whole movie has this weird master and a uh, master and um, subordinate kind of like tone to it. Yeah, and he is the master. Everybody listens to him, and the whole point of the movie is once you get so high, you become a par- like a, a parody of yourself. You know, you become right. you become a person that isn't happy. Everyone's miserable. You know, this and that. And it's funny because it took him being bossed around again right. to feel any kind of joy. Like once, like once you make it to the top, that's it. To There's feel no more joy to be had. To feel any Anya Taylor joy. Ah, <laughs> there it is. And that's how we're going to leave it. Uh, the menu was, again... Were we ever going to get, a, yeah, get yeah. to our third course? Okay. Yeah, we got, we got a whole other part of the, the show to do still. Oh shit! Yeah, yeah, that's right. Okay. Wow, <laughs> Maybe, I thought the show I was almost pa- over. I might have to pare this down a little. Nah, bit. we'll be all right. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, brilliant. Like, honest to God, yeah. The the writing of this movie, the pacing of the movie, it was, it is, it's it it's riveting from beginning to end. Mm-hmm. Like, it is so good. <laughs> yep, I loved it. I loved it. I loved it. Ralph Fiennes was amazing. He Ralph was, he Fiennes just, should like, win an Oscar for this. <laughs> he honestly should. The whole cast, though, the cast was huge. Yep. Like they just everybody killed it. Um, it was so good. Yeah, I love this movie. Yeah. Definitely, definitely top whatever for the past whatever years. Like, uh, I don't know, dude. Yeah, I would. I would have to actually go through and Is put it the together. Capital of the United States of whatever. Yeah. My United States. My whatever. United States of whatever. Uh, yeah, dude, I loved it. Go watch it. It's yep. on HBO Plus. If you don't have HBO Plus, you can probably Max, get a, you, mean, you can HBO probably Max. get a 
Huh? HBO Max. HBO Max, whatever the fuck. Uh, you can probably get a free sub. Nope. Free nope. trial. Nope. No? HBO Max does not give free trials out anymore. Okay. Well, then go switch to AT&T because you'll get free HBO Max for life. Yeah. Or just, you know, pay for HBO Max. Yeah. I have it. I still have it because I got it for like $3 for three months during yeah, Black I don't, Friday. I actually don't even, I don't know how much it is because I get it for free, baby. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, that, that was, was the menu. Please go watch it because it was fucking awesome. And let us know what you think. And, now, and if, it's, if you think that it wasn't awesome, then <laughs> I guess you can let us know. But we'll probably make fun of you. Yeah. Okay. And now we start. The fucking, what's it called? <laughs> the Slayoffs. Uh, Round an, one. What an intro. Yeah. Welcome to the 2022 Slayhouse! Bitch. Was that good? Yes. That was good? Yeah. All right. Except for that <laughs> intro music. <laughs> that <laughs> intro music is so, uh, I don't know. It's like it's just so weak. Yeah? For Slayoffs, you know? Yeah? Like, shouldn't it be gnarly? Do you want to make one? Yeah, dude. Do you won't? Yes, I will. No, you won't. <laughs> I'll make it right now. Let's pause for an hour and I'll make one. You fucker. Oh, fuck you. Um, all right. Um, all right. I so before we get into the first battle, our third course, which is uh, golf. Oh, geez, dude. Sours all around. Yeah. All around sours. And this is the dessert course. Okay. So, so this is one square meal in my world. Is a pickle. Is a pickle. At wake up. Brunchies. Brunchies. And then, and then you just eat dessert at the end of the day. And then this is Chandelure Island Brewing Gulf Sour Series Blueberry Crumble. Right? That sounds lovely. It does. Um, I've seen this there forever and I've always wanted to try it. So Where's Chandelure from? Chandelure. Brewing company from Gulfport, Massachusetts. No. Massachusetts? Mississippi. No. Ah, yes. Yeah, that's it. MS. Jeez, why are we so bad at this? <laughs> so, this is sour ale brewed with blueberries, brown sugar, Ooh. vanilla, and spices. Blueberry crumble combines subtle flavors of fresh blueberries with the spices of Meemaw's homemade dessert. Meemaw? Served, <laughs> served back in the day. This beer started off as a golden ale soured with. Why does my fucking light keep turning off? Hold on. Uh, this beer started off as a golden ale soured with our house culture. Then we added copious amounts of blueberry puree to the tanks and stirred in a little brown sugar, vanilla, and spices for good measure. This one will bring you back to when you snatched the last piece of homemade blueberry crumble from Meemaw's Snatch Kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> the acidity of this beer will stand up to rich foods like cheesecake or even lighter fare like a summer salad and gorgonzola. Enjoy fresh with music and friends. All right. Well, I'm gonna enjoy well, it. Well, friend, with, I'm gonna enjoy it with a friend. No music and no gorgonzola. Sadly, no. nah. I don't think I don't think foot cheese would go well with tonight. Mm. Call me crazy. Yeah, might bring might bring that pickle back up. Cheers. Fuck. Yeah, rip. I gotta pour this. Um, it's a good looking color. Oh, it's my favorite one of the night. Is it? Oh yeah. 
We went in order from shit to best. That's delicious. Oh, that's good. That's really the 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 sourness has a little bit of a uh, stinging sensation on your tongue. Yeah, it does. Like. It's like effervescent. Yeah, I like it. Mm, like that's it, really like good. It, like it. Cool, okay. man. Uh, all right. We got 24 new combatants. These are all characters from movies we watched in 2022. Except the returning champion from last year, who is, of course, Psycho, Psycho Gorman. Gorman. Can anybody take him down? We'll see. <sighs> yeah, we will we'll see. We'll see. Uh, your combatants for this year include Rad Chad from uh, Scare Package. Mm-hmm. Uh, Santa Claus from Violent Night, uh, the Green Knight, Herman Munster from the Munsters, uh, Dave, possessed Dave Grohl from Studio Six Six Six, Psycho Gorman returning from last year, the Northman from the Northman, Pinhead from uh, the new Hellraiser. This is new Pinhead, mm-hmm. not not uh, Doug Bradley Pinhead. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have Batman. We have Knox from Zombie Apocalypse Redemption, mm-hmm. the Wendigo from. Which movie was uh, Antlers. From? from? Antlers, Antlers yep. Uh, Decker from Nightbreed. Nightbreed. Old Man Leatherface from Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Uh, Cecile from Werewolves Within. The Kothaga from The Cecily. Relic. Cecily. Sorry, Cecily. Cecily. <laughs> the Kothaga from The Relic. Freddy Krueger. The Velocipaster. The Mother from Barbarian. Moose from... The Fan. The Fan. The Headless Horseman from Sleepy Hollow. The Nun... The Predator version one from Prey. Oh, Hillbillies yeah. from Wrong Turn. That's a group effort. <laughs> and last but not least, Old Man Michael Myers more, from the new Halloween. It's films. more of a goop effort. A goop. Ew. 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 <laughs> All right. Anyway, though, uh, the first round here, we have four matchups for the first round. Uh, and <laughs> we did this at random. So yeah. it's. Uh, it's the only way that it's fair. It's the only way that it's fair the only way let's get into it round one all right round one here is we have santa yeah santa claus from violent night santa claus versus the green knight it's a pretty good matchup it really is it's actually pretty evenly matched two mythological creatures yep sort of wait what <laughs> you telling me that the green knight's not real <laughs> Sorry, we have kids under three listening. <laughs> don't uh, tell my kids. <laughs> I don't. Re- so I don't. Re- so the 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 Green Knight would challenge somebody. Would come in and challenge somebody to a fight. And if you bested him, mm-hmm. he would come in and he he would ask you, "You let me. You let me cut you." Or if you best me, you will have to come back and uh, face me once again in a year. Right? Yeah. It. it yeah. Was that what? It, yeah. Is that what it was? So the the Green Knight though is as much as he is a, a mythological like this big creature scary mm-hmm. the whole deal he doesn't he's he's his his character is more about teaching a lesson right excuse me but the, the problem is, is that Santa Claus isn't a natural well no that's not this true. version of Santa this Claus of Santa was Claus a warrior was, yeah and a pretty badass one at that he was so if you pissed him off enough so. The Green Knight, though, is seemingly immortal. Well, no, the Green Knight died at the end of the movie. No, he, he didn't. Didn't he? Didn't he? Oh, that's right. He got his head cut off and he came back. He got his head cut off and then he came back in a year. And then the last but thing that you see in the movie, Santa is... Claus, is also immortal. Is he though? Yeah. Is he? Yeah. Not according to the Tim Allen movies. That we're not talking about Tim Allen. 
nowhere in the movie Violent Night does he ever say that he's immortal. He's been alive for centuries. That doesn't make him immortal. He doesn't understand the magic himself, he said. There's a difference between being immortal and eternal. I don't even think he's eternal. He can be if he can be hurt. True. And but the Green Knight's not going to fight back. That's not what the Green Knight does. So, I feel like I feel like the I feel like the that Santa, given his his pension for alcohol, would just get frustrated with the Green Knight because the Green Knight wouldn't fight him. So the problem with the problem with the Green Knight is if you fight him and you win, you have to you have to come back in a year sure. and he will exact the same amount of damage on you that you did on him. Yeah. That was the deal. Yeah. Cause uh because the so guy cuts his a, head off, so he's like, come come see me in a year, I'm going to cut your head off. Could have been a pinprick, or it could have been decapitation. So how does this work? How does that work? Well, Santa would come back the next year, as he would on Christmas, mm-hmm. so that part works. Yeah. He'd come back. <laughs> it's and, very li- reliable in that way. Yeah, and... and oh, God, how would this work? Jeez, I don't know. This one's actually kind of hard. This is a tough one. I feel like the Green Knight would just like like Santa wouldn't want to hurt him, so he would just do the bare minimum. Oh. They would meet again. They would meet again. He would do it, and then the Green Knight would just succeed uh, victory or seed victory to <laughs> to uh, Santa. I so feel like that's what would happen. So it would have to be the long game. Yeah, Santa would uh, Santa would cut the Green Knight, go back and see him in a year, and get cut by him. And then they would just part ways. Yeah. Really? I, I, so we're going to call this one a tie? So who wins? I feel like Santa would move on and Green Knight would just stay where he is. Okay. That's what the Green Knight does. Yeah. Like, I feel like he would just be like, okay, I've... Yeah, we've we've settled this. <laughs> we've settled this now, yeah. And I think that you're right. Like, he's more about teaching a lesson. So his lesson in this is teaching you... Teaching you how to win with grace and how to win with mercy. So in the end, even though it's more of a moral win, Santa Claus wins. Because ultimately that's the that's the point. Is the Green Knight wants to teach you to be teach you I'm how to teach you how to take the moral W. That's a weird first round, but I'm down with it. It is it is weird. I think so the, nobody dies in this one. Santa just gets kind of like a power up, I think. Yeah, cuz he was <laughs> I think you have to I I think you have to think about Santa as like a he's a pretty logical. He's 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 all throughout the movie in Violent Night, he's not really acting on emotion that much. He's mm-hmm. it's more so he's he's pretty methodical about the way he dispatches people, right? Yeah. yeah. So I think that I think that if he knows the terms of the fight, he's not he's not going to be stupid like uh, Dev Patel was in the movie. Yeah, he's not going to just lop his head off. He's gonna not going to run into him. He's going to give him a little cut. He's going to go back a, a year later, take his cut, and move on as the moral winner. Now, if you want to look at it from a purely fighting standpoint as well, being that uh, this version of Claus had a, a gigantic battle axe that he used, or a, hammer. Sla- or a, hammer, a hammer, hammer rather, that he used, mm-hmm. and the Green Knight is made of sticks sticks and stuff, I mean, I feel like sure he would win regardless. I think I think both ways. Yeah. So. I think they both live, but I think that uh, I think that Santa walks away the ultimate winner. I completely agree. All, All right. right. Santa's moving up. 
All right, next, uh, our next uh, matchup here is Possessed Dave Grohl from <laughs> Studio 666 uh-huh. against Herman Munster. Oh my gosh, okay. This to me seems like a pretty obvious one. I think so too. Herman Munster, A, isn't much of a fighter. Right. He's a lumbering, nice guy. Mm-hmm. And technically speaking, he's a reanimated human being. Right. Dave Grohl is a possessed with a demon yeah like herman munster might have super not even superhuman strength he's just got he's very strong because the brain was put into a huge muscular body but dave grohl is has the power of the devil on his side yeah i mean don't get me wrong herman munster has devil family but they're not really in this fight yeah you know grandpa can't uh I th- can't go whip something up in his lab. I think the only <laughs> I think the only way that Herman could walk away with this one is if you Oh, you know what? We we haven't been doing home turf. Oh shit. With this one would it even matter though? I don't think it would matter with this one. I actually completely forgot about the home turf advantage. Well, would that would that have changed Santa on the Green Knight? I don't think so. I don't think so either. Cuz it would have happened no matter where it happened in the first round, the second round would have taken place on the Green Knight's turf. Okay, heads or tails? Uh, Dave Grohl is heads, Herman Munster is tails. Okay. Call it. Heads. Tails. It's tails. It's tails. So it's in Transylvania. Transylvania, baby. Even still, though, you got you got essentially the, the devil. Yeah. And a guy with... And he was way more violent. Yeah, he plus, was very violent. Plus, if you're going to have a, a battle... Of the bands, Dave oh. Grohl's going to win <laughs> <laughs> every time over Herman Munster. I'm the devil, I love metal. <laughs> so I think, uh, yeah, I think it's safe to say that uh, possessed Dave Grohl yeah, would Dave rip one. Herman Munster to shreds, being that he does have a, a demon inside of him. Yep. So, okay. That one's pretty easy. Dave Grohl, you're moving on. Um, next one. Uh, Pinhead. Pinhead. Versus Batman. All right. Now, this one, I feel like home turf is going to really be important. Now, wait. So this is the new Pinhead. Yes. Is home turf the house? Or is it it hell? It would be hell. That's home. The house is just where she comes to. Hell is our home. Hell is their home. So, okay, right? All right. So it's it's either hell or it's uh, Gotham. Did you lose my? I totally, uh, I totally lost. Oh no, it's over by your foot. Oh, and it's heads. We didn't say who had who was heads or tails. Oh, I'm just going by who's on top. So oh, okay. Pinhead so will be heads, Batman will be tails. All right, so it's hell. So they're in hell. Okay, well, that one seems pretty cut and dry to me. Uh, well, I mean, what uh, would Batman just be bondage to death? Is that pretty much what we're? He's got lots of toys, though, you know. Yeah, but so does Pinhead. Yeah, it's true. I guess Batman at the end of the day is just a man. He's just a rich man with lots of toys. He's a rich man with lots of toys and um like a a masochistic attitude. Like he he purposely keeps himself in a state of despair. True. And I feel like Pinhead could really play into that. That's true. Yeah. You know what I mean? He could be convinced that he deserves it all. Right. Yeah. Okay. Pinhead. Yeah. Pinhead's got Pinhead is your winner. And uh, for the final round, uh, or the final fight of this round, rather, uh, we have. Well, this one's pretty. Uh, this pretty one's, home yeah. run. <laughs> uh, the Wendigo 
and Decker. Decker from Nightbreed. Decker David is Cronenberg. just <laughs> Decker is just a man, yep. a very soft-spoken man yep. with a large knife. Yep. And the Wendigo is a very large beast. Yep. Who's very hungry. Uh I don't see any way that Decker's walking away from this one. Yeah, no, I agree. Sorry, sorry, Decker. Sorry, Cronenberg. Uh, I think the Wendigo's got this. We don't even have to go into like the details. It's pretty cut. I don't cut think we have to do home turf either. I mean, it's then again, though, benefit of the doubt here. Yeah, Decker is used to hunting down creatures. Um, would he would he put up a fight with the Wendigo? Is he used to hunt it? Like he's he's used to trying to find the creatures, but does he actually kill? Well, yeah, them? yeah, yeah. He's the oh killer. yeah, he he's does. The yeah, that's at the right. Of the movie, yeah, yeah. Well, no, he's he's killing families at the beginning of the movie. He's killing families, but he's trying to find them as well. Though he's a killer, and once he get he, like so, once he gets to Midian, he does kill some of them. Yeah, but those are also monsters that are first of all they're they're peaceful monsters. They're they don't man, they don't man monsters. They don't really yeah. want to kill people not at this point once decker shows up they're just fighting for their lives the wendigo on the other on the other hand is fights for actively trying to find things to kill yeah it's true yeah the wendigo no matter what yeah i was trying to give him the benefit of the doubt there but no i don't think i don't think so um okay well there you go that's round one it's round one do Uh, i know the uh do you want to know what those that that group's next lineup are going to be so the way this works because we have 24, uh, uh, 24 combatants. Uh, there's two rounds in round one, and then round two, there's uh, uh, eight characters that had buys. No, don't don't mm, ooh. Ooh, <laughs> don't don't reveal this yet. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Let's keep these. Let's keep these a secret. Okay. Okay. Um, Got to so, keep coming back. So next week we will do another four rounds, yep. and then that will take us to from, round two. That will take us from uh, the what would this be? 16 to another 16. <laughs> yeah, like I said, it's round one and round yeah. two, there's two parts. The, on, the only way to do a 24, 24 uh, team bracket yeah. is to have eight of them do a, have a bye week in the first week. So yep. Um. So next week will be four more matches, and then after that we'll uh, do another four and another four and then another three and then another two and then another one, and then you'll get your fucking champion baby so uh needless to say as you saw from this time or if you remembered from the last time we did this uh these are all going to be one movie episodes just yeah. because you know it takes time to do this yeah uh which is fun because we can just do some one-offs and yeah you know why not yeah all right well that does it for this week if you want to find us on social media you can find us on instagram facebook and soundcloud at the buzz kill podcast you can also find us on twitter at the buzz kill pc you can find us on all major streaming sites clearly if you're listening to this you've already found us so today we want you in honor of the combatants and in honor of fighting and sweating and leather because all of those things go together mm-hmm. find your local sweaty leather daddy your, your local <laughs> sweaty leather daddy tell him about us or your local which dominatrix in, which in your case that would be me yeah yeah or dominatrix oh yeah that that, that would be my wife <laughs> there you go i'm telling her tonight let them know. Also, uh, if you're in the uh, if you're in the market uh, for a new job and that job is going to be you know, creating sick beats and music and editing music, you can check out from Zero to Studio. J-Rod. That's J-Rod's company. Yeah, he, uh, he teaches you everything that you need to know about 
recording music and doing it properly yeah. in English, which is the which is the selling point. And soon, Swahili. Ooh, because he's been because <laughs> he's been working on it. So, uh, oh, yeah, look at that! Out, a free plug. Check out from zero to studio for Jay. Free plug, man. No, he's family now. He I kind of got to. He should be paying for this shit. All right, that'll be it for this week. We'll see you next week. Thanks for hanging out. Have a good night. See you. Cheers, bud.